Greetings, Jesse here before we start our show with a quick message. We try to keep our show family friendly so everyone can listen to our thoughts and opinions on Nintendo, their games, and other related news items in the gaming industry. This episode may tap into topics that are less family friendly than, than normal. Sorry to have to say this, but listener discretion is advised. You may want to listen to this without the kiddos first, then you can make the choice if you think the content in this episode is appropriate for your family. Thanks for listening. Now let's get things started. Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 374, recorded on May 5th, 2022. On tonight's episode, we talk Nintendo Switch Sports because we've been playing it. The Embracer Group has just bought a whole bunch of companies from Square. And is Xbox actually doing something massive this year at E3, plus bringing Fortnite back to iOS? Oh, and did I mention that Will and Adam are here for the Mega Dads? So, ladies and gentlemen, buckle in because it's about to be a heck of an episode. Why are we not hearing anything? Did you press the button? Oh, I hate this guy so much. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Nintendo Dads. It's May 5th, 2022, and we're at episode 374. And joining us on the show tonight, along with our usual cast of miscreants, we uh, managed to round up an extra couple and uh, we're bringing them to you live or, you know, in the past, if you're listening to this any other time, but when we're actually recording it, I, I don't know where I'm going there. Uh, I usually don't know where I'm going, but uh, Justin usually reels me back in before I hang myself like this. So how you doing? No, I'm going to see how far you can walk and I, see if you just, just step right just, off that dock. I just dock. want to know how you're doing. You've already been mean to me pre-show. It's totally fine. Um, yeah. I would never speak to you like that. Uh, but I'm pretty sure you would. Pretty sure. Well, actually, no, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't. You know why? Because you're a genuinely better person than I am. And I appreciate you for that. Uh, here's what I did realize when I said, boy, we have an awesome episode for you. What I should have said, I wish I could walk it back and say, and we have a mega episode for you today. Oh, you know what I mean? Because 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 Will and Adam are here and they're from the mega dads. So if I said mega, it would imply their show. So, yeah. It's the only yeah. podcast that connects Mega Man and fatherhood. Uh, mm. <laughs> in this country, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, Jesse Waldack back there running the uh, running the show on the boards. How you doing, man? Pretty good. I'm trying to get Justin's head straight, but you know he moves around so much. You know, <laughs> as soon as I straighten it out, he shifts again. So it'll. He does what? It again. Oh, okay. I'm, I thought I misheard you there for just a second. Anyway, so I had a quick, quick, funny story, or not so funny, is uh, we, 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 someone tried to uh, scam us this morning. My, my wife put up an item on our on Facebook Marketplace, and like within thirty minutes, they say, "Hey, yeah, we'll buy it. Uh, will you take and forget forget what the method of payment was?" And she's like, "No, we don't take that." And in fact, she looked at the website and called them and gave a disclaimer. We don't recommend you use this service to buy or sell because we do not offer fraud protection. So she goes, okay, hard no. So they, they said, okay, how about Venmo? And they said, yeah, we we take Venmo. So we gave them my Venmo tag and my email address because it asks to verify it, you know, to make sure you're sending it to the right person in case there are two Jesse Waldacks out there. And so 
they, he ended up using that information to send an email instead of money saying, yeah, because you're not a business account, you don't have enough limit to take the $200. So what we want you to do is ask the buyer for an extra 300 to put it over the limit enough to make you more. I'm like, no, that doesn't sound right. And and then, so, so first, how is asking the caller going to scam me ultimately there's more this is part one of a multi-part scheme that we we noped out of really quick and the the other thing that was a big red flag was the email came from the venmo service one at gmail.com <laughs> wow yeah. is it signed nigerian prince it might as well have been uh, uh. so lesson you know that, that you know our work forces us training basically on how to catch phishing emails. That, uh, yeah, thank you. Like yep. how to phishing email. Well, there you go, there you go. So, and speaking of, so that item is still for sale. <laughs> listen, Jesse, you may you may have almost been scammed, but let me tell you what's not a scam. Will and Adam are here from the Megadads. We know of. Uh, and it's been a while since you guys have been around on the old Nintendo Dads podcast. Uh, Will, this is your first time. Yeah, it's like I've never been here. Yeah, I wasn't we, a part of the first infamous episode. I am uh, I'm very jealous of the uh, Captain America shield there behind oh, thank you. Thank you. Is that, that the uh, is that the like the what are they called? The the Black Series or whatever it is, the Studio Series? Oh, uh, I think so. It's been a while. I don't even know that I have the box anymore. I got I've got it the gauntlets. I've got the oh, infinity nice. gauntlet from that, uh, and I want the shield, but uh, money, right? Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of money, the man whose money wherever he goes, Adam Leonard. <laughs> you know, I got. I have no mythical weapons on my wall behind me. I just um, have words. I just have words and a dulcet tone in my voice that is coming back to the Nintendo Dad's podcast for the first time in. Many a year, many at a least year. two, at least two. I think your last time was your E3 coverage. So that, that would right? have been, I think that's right. So that would have been 2019. Is that when I wow. called you guys from my hotel lobby and was just like bragging about the fact that I was like nuzzling up with Reggie fils in the back of a jazz nightclub? Yeah, I think so. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Those were the days. Yeah, you said he smelled like um, like despair. By the time and, I was done with him, he did. Pizza. Yeah. yeah, yeah, despair and pizza, right? Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember after E3 2017, uh, like John says, I if I ever hear Jump Up Superstar again. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you haven't lived until you've had somebody whisper in your ear, my body is ready. So I'm just going to leave it at that and we can move on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love all that. That's well, ladies guys. and gentlemen. If, if, if you're already about five minutes in this episode, you're like, whoo, this feels a bit weird. <laughs> you should probably leave now. It's, it's only it's going get to get worse. It's, it's just, gonna get it's, worse. it's just, gonna uh, I'm suspecting just, here. and just for reference, of course it is Cinco de Mayo. Um, mm. And uh, for those of you who did not know, Adam was sending photos of tequila bottles before oh, this yes. episode. So mm. how many uh, drinks are we in there? There, Mr. Adam, the bottle's almost gone. Yeah. Um, and most of that was my son. For um, sure. He, <laughs> he, left me a, he left me a little bit. 
Yeah. Um, so well, I thought you a- were saying that most of that was watching him play Final Fantasy and just being like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, just for clarity, is he drinking or is he pouring for you? Right. I mean, one of the one of those is good parenting. One right. of those is great parenting. He's been salting the glass, <laughs> but he passed out at least 45 minutes ago because he cannot hold his liquor. Yeah. Let me tell you, seven year olds like yeah. they got a lot to learn. They hey, do. Listen, this is this is topping the dad talk from last week's show uh, mm-hmm. already. Uh, so why don't we move on and uh, just go ahead and dive right into the news? Let's do we it. We are glad that. Uh, oh, Doesn't matter what you're glad for. I was going to say we're glad that you guys are here. And you're not. So let's cue the music. We're so glad (laughs) you're here. No, Jesse's trained. He's like he's like Pavlov's dog. We say it's time. Let's jump into the news. He presses the button. Yeah, and with the opening theme, someone normally tells me to push it, and no one did this week. That's why I left the awkward silence. (laughs) Tim's on somewhere. Tim is like in his. In his sickness fog, and he's like, "Oh God, it's, yeah. it's, it's ruined it's without like, me." He's like, "It's much worse." Yeah, than big, I yeah, it for was. The, yeah big shout out to to Tim, folks. Um, the 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 COVID pregnancy has found its way to his house, and yeah. uh, and so we're I wishing we're wishing him. Pre-fo- a safe- I mentioned it during the pre-show that he filled the COVID dad's bingo card for yep. decks. The 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 decks for four for now, four now. Now all yeah. four of us has had it at some point this year. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, totally fine. Uh, well, let's talk about our biggest news of the week, which is m- probably more than likely, and I think we would all agree with this. Nintendo Switch Sports has been released, and uh, people spent the weekend journeying back to 2006 with uh, and remembering all of their Wii Sports memories. Uh, Including throwing controllers into their televisions. Yep, yep, that's already happened. There's already been a broken television because of uh, that's why they remind you 400 times in the first 10 minutes that you play to attach the Joy-Con strap. Now, do, do we have video on that? Because I'm not sure I believe that a Joy-Con is tougher than a television. Oh, it, 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 <laughs> it happened on someone's live stream on Twitch. Okay. Really, Will? Really? These devices that magically drift by themselves you don't believe are stronger than a television? <laughs> what, what, what Will doesn't understand is that, on, is that on the video, they slung it to the side and it went straight. <laughs> these these also have to be kids that were like obviously born before the Wii Sports epidemic that we all went through, this, right? That, Where you had mom and dad like staying too about, close. This guy looked like he was about early mid twenties, so he would have been. Oh, oh yeah, he totally missed six, it. Six to ten years old when we came out. So uh, around the horn here, how many of us have picked up uh, Nintendo Switch Sports or have at least played it? Oh yeah, yep, yep, I have. Okay, I have so four out of five. Yet. I have not yet. I'll. Talk about what I did and am doing later in the show. Okay. So, uh, Will and uh, Adam, let's throw it over to you guys first. Uh, just early on impressions. I mean, y- did you do the test fire thing back when they had it a few months ago? I did, but I'm not supposed to talk about it. Right. We still can't talk about it. I <laughs> mean, so we'll just move on. So we, you did have a li- at least a little bit of experience beforehand. Yes. Uh, let's talk about your early impressions of Nintendo Switch Sports just within the short time that we've had it. What do you, how do you guys feel about it? I like it. It's more or less what I wanted it to be. It's not, you know, it doesn't feel as game changing or revolutionary as it did, you know, in 2006, but it's here and it's a modern version of it. I like most of the new sports quite a bit. It's what I wanted it to be. I uh, I have 
kind of been notorious for saying for the past however many years, um, I don't care how many of the sports they give me, just sell me bowling, please, for the love of God, just sell me the bowling and I will be happy. So they sold me the bowling. The other stuff's good too. I actually think this is a pretty solid game. Um, and uh, yeah, it, like Will said, it's very nostalgic, which is exactly what I want it to mm-hmm. be. I don't, I don't need them to reinvent the wheel. Just give me more of the thing that I love. I am a dude who is a sucker for nostalgia. So the fact that this game has, you know, callback theme music, like they even use the same music remixed. Uh, I, I love it. I could not love it anymore. Justin, what about you? Our early thoughts here. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't get a lot of time to play the game. I was away for the weekend. I got it for my kids left on the table and said, have a great weekend. Bye later. Um, But I will say that like we got some bowling in and it just brought me all the way back. Right. Ten years ago, we bowling loved it. Um, I'm enjoying it. Um, You know, I played the I I did. I may or may not have played the pre-test event that I may or may not be able to speak about. (laughs) And I may or may not have really, really loved it. So I knew what we were getting. But what I will tell you is my kids are the ones who are enjoying it the most, right? Them when they were playing tennis, they absolutely love it. Like just the energy bouncing around the house. It really feels again, like we just turned the clock back 10 years and it was what we all did when the, Wii was there and it was absolutely incredible. Um, that being said, I do think there are some flaws. Um, I, I would love to see baseball back, right? I would love to see golf. I know it's coming later. Um, but yeah, baseball was one that I thought was fun and simple. I'm really hoping we're going to see some other games. Like I, the, I saw a leak or a rumor of maybe a dodgeball. Um, I think that would be great. And the other thing that I'm just a little Ooh, bit throwing joy cons at each other, <laughs> right? Like you're just, you're, we're waiting for That's it, what right? you do with your drifting <sighs> joy cons. You just yeah. you use them as the ball. The other, th- the other thing that I'm a little that's, bit disappointed like in to switch DLC and, and more, probably more so maybe for Marty. Cause you, you have really poor connection i'm sure you're going to talk about this is that all of the progress right the getting your gear that is all behind online content which is kind of kind of not great i don't i don't love that um i kind of wish they would change that and and, or maybe just allow both right just just i don't know it just feels like that's a little bit tough but i'm enjoying it what i am playing for sure yeah i was gonna i was gonna mention that i think like i'm like you guys i think it's it's a pretty neat package but I was very disappointed when I, I finally got around to playing it on Friday and at my house where I have no internet, there was literally nothing I could do except local games. Uh, I did eventually get it to connect for just a little bit because we use a hotspot type connection that, and it's a, a the NAT type that Nintendo servers don't like. So like I can play Fortnite at home. I can play Tetris 99 at home a lot of times. But like I can't play Mario Kart or Animal Crossing or anything because it's it, they don't they don't the way they do their servers is bonkers. It's it's old school, so they don't really want to work with that type of internet. I don't get it. But it, it so it worked a couple of times, but then the rest of the week it didn't do anything. So I've had to like come to my office and sneak games and stuff. But I love I, I, Adam. I'm with you. If they have just sold bowling like is like a twenty dollar package, I would have bought it. Um, all the other sports in this honestly feel like an add on to me and especially badminton and tennis are just the same thing. No. <laughs> well, they kind of, no. I mean, they, besides a drop shot, they kind of are, uh, like, I don't know Th- to me, they are. Okay. So I'm, and I'm not even tried soccer yet. So 
Uh, I'm sure it's fun. I'll probably play it this weekend, but um, I suck so bad at Shambora that I'm not going to like make that a normal game that I play. So it's like, Hey, bowling and volleyball. I great. think that's what about 80% of the people are going to do. I, I, I will do say it. that I think that uh, volleyball is a lot deeper than people thought it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, especially like, I just thought that it was going to be like, Oh, I'll do the bump and then they'll set and then I'll spike and then it'll rotate. And I'll, this time I'll set and they'll go back. But now there's, there's like actual strategy for like positioning your, your, your character, doing the block at the right time, actually being able to score off the block. So I thought that was, was pretty good, but y'all, the bowling is 100%. Like, you guys on your show, you say Hundo P, right? Hundo P. It's Hundo P. Uh, it's so good. Uh, I have any, I wanted to ask this Have any of you played it on the survival bowling and gotten the advanced lanes where there's yes. like obstacles and it, stuff? It's happened to me. That, oh, wow, really? That's the best. That that's the best online. I, it blew me away. Like, there's no warning to it, there's nope. no like, there's no like icon or anything that says it's going to be like all of a sudden it just shows up and it was like, why are there bumpers in my survival bowling lane? And, oh, there's a pit. Or, or yeah, why is there a conveyor belt? And uh, so I I did terrible. Like I got zero and everybody was because I think like they over the weekend, they didn't add it in at all. And I think it might have something to do with once you play enough, you start getting ranked. And once you get to be rank E, I think that starts filtering those in. But the the second one, <laughs> it was so bad. Like I had done so bad. The second lane actually gave me bumpers. There was no way to get a gutter ball. Uh, so <laughs> people were just going nuts, like bouncing it pinball style down the down. The, and I was like, yes, this is this is what I want. This is it's so good. It was and, and like it was random. It was variety. It adjusts the it adjusts the skill level. So, mm-hmm. like, if I do terrible on the first frame, it'll bump you down to beginner, and the obstacles won't be as bad. But as you play and get better, they'll it'll move you up to intermediate and then advanced by the end. Uh, I just I can't like I've played so much bowling. I've un, most everything that I've unlocked in the game has come from playing bowling. But yeah, the the locking it behind the online mode. Is that that's a real that's a real crappy move. I, I'm not gonna lie. It's I don't understand it. I get that they may want to they want to push people toward that because like we we sports never was online. Uh, you know. Now let me re- remind me here. We sports plus for the Wii U was it online? Could you play that online? Did anybody play? <laughs> oh, like I that. <sighs> I did play it. A- I don't remember there being an online, but doesn't mean there's one either. I don't remember. I'm going to look it up right now because I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't. Hey, hey, Discord, Twitch, can you guys look that up? All right, please, please, yeah. thank you. That's why you're here. You're our fact yeah. checkers. But anyway, I, I do. I mean, I think the addition of online mode's fine. I would just really like to be able to unlock some stuff at home, uh, just by playing. I mean, don't give me. You don't have to give me the same amount of points. Give me a give me a lower amount of points because yeah you can just randomly you know rapidly spam games and get points but just you know maybe that's going to come in a future update or something. Well, it's kind of a weird choice too because it's not like they're offering some sort of like battle pass or anything where they're trying to drive you towards spending money or anything. It's just 
They just want you to play online and they're, they're locking that unlockable cosmetic feature behind one of the things that they're notorious. The, the random, at. the random unlockable cosmetic feature. Yeah. Like it's like, Hey, here's the set. You can get one of 12 items. Mm-hmm. Have fun. So it's a free gotcha mechanic. <laughs> yeah, but, basically. But, but just wait. Just wait. Oh, no. In a couple right. of weeks from now or months from now, they're going to issue out the Nintendo. Like, look, it's a Mario T-shirt and you can right. get a Mario hat. And here's a um, Triforce bowling ball. going to be like, Switch Sports League or something like that. Yeah, right. The moment the moment they start popping in other other Nintendo properties into the, either the clothing, the, you know, um, the sports equipment people are going to be on it like so fast and it's going to be that crossover very much like you're seeing with Tetris 99 that works so well with golf. Well, but I, but I think it's a little bit different. Like I think I like this game is going to sell absolute gangbusters. There is no doubt. This is the blue ocean strategy that they like, they have already brought over fans and gamers who wanted to switch. Now someone's going to be like, Oh, do you remember playing Wii a long time ago, that game is back. Remember Wii Sports? That game is back. And that's going to be, that's probably going to be enough to turn a lot of some people either in regards to actual hardware sales, software sales are going to be banger. Um, I'm this like, this is, this is going to be in the top oh, yeah, 10 this very is quickly. Sell, it's going to sell a huge amount. I think there, I've seen a ton of people pick it up over the weekend, but uh, I, I think there's going to be some confusion as well, because if you noticed they, that, there's something here in our notes that I wanted to mention, and that is Nintendo Switch Sports must be played on a TV in docked mode if you play local multiplayer. Uh, so that means Switch Lite cannot be used to play this game. And there's no indication of that on the box anywhere. If you can use it playing solo, you can use it playing online, but if you're playing, want to play two or three players, I mean, it makes local multiplayer. It makes sense, right? It does. I mean, who's going to play local multiplayer on a Switch Lite? And I think we talked about that last week. It's just, it'd be one of those things that you think Nintendo would say, but then they don't. And then you remember they're Nintendo and, you know, (laughs) they they don't say those things. Uh, So here's like what I was thinking is, it's kind of like what Justin was saying, this being a blue ocean strategy. Uh, type game maybe that's it, it kind of becomes an evergreen title they can release a new game or a new mode for it you know whenever sales slump and they pick back up you know like every nine months or something we get a new uh oh here's golf oh here's baseball oh here's uh frisbee um what do you want to see from this game in the future to keep you coming back to it because you know <laughs> Back in, in 2006, when we had Wii Sports, we kept coming back to it because it was like, oh, crap, I can bowl, you know, and it's like it's following my arm or, or the boxing, you know, and there were, I, I don't know. So, like, what keeps you coming back to this? Well, <laughs> what do you think? Um, For me, I think, honestly, it's probably crossover stuff with other Nintendo properties. Um, I'm sure they'll put more games into it. I can't really think of anything that I'm just desperate and dying to play, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with the package as it is. I know you can. Oh, I can. <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> um, just some customizations that are good. <laughs> I'm pretty unhappy with the unlockables so far. Oh, yeah, um, they're terrible. They're absolute awful. 
the the very fact that so many of those like basic options like glasses yep. were locked behind a a pay my, my basically character was a blind for the first two days I couldn't see <laughs> and your score shows it yeah ridiculous give me my glasses can we can, instead of calling it a paywall can we call this a play wall. Ooh, I like it. I like, I like it. Honestly. I like it. I like how you did that. But you gotta, you gotta, I mean, like, and now I'm in the second page and it's like all like bubblegum, K pop, <laughs> pink, everything. Well, which now is there's fine. A, now there's a third page and it's just awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. There's a third everything one. Everything soccer. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there's a third one now. I'm just waiting for the first, like, oh, here's a Mario hat, you know, or, or here's, Man, I'm dying for a Mario hat right now. <laughs> where's the where's the like I mean dying for a Mario hat or a master like, sword? The master sword for Shambara, exactly. That, that would have been I'm gonna tell you right now what would be the ultimate uh addition to Switch Sports. And yes, I said the name right. I called it Switch Sports <laughs> and not Wii Sports, like I've done 500 times. He has. There was a there was right. let me take I've you heard, back. I listened a little to bit. your last show. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> awful, it's terrible. Um, let me take you back to a little game called Wii Sports Resort and a special event that's near and dear to my heart called Tandem Bicycle. And you get yourself a pair of those crappy little Joy-Cons that are good for nothing but swinging around and gesturing. And you just, you just shake them back and forth. You just shake them. And that's, that's how you move a bicycle. And you get two people, you get two people to do that cooperatively. One person sits in front of you, and then the other guy sits behind it, and you're just shaking. You're just shaking. <laughs> but you can't do that on a, on a light. No. You can't do that. No. Which is why. No, on the switch light, you just take it, and sh- you take the whole system and shake it like this. Mm-hmm. Tandem bicycle. And right there, that is that is all the financial information you need, Justin. Mm-hmm. Nintendo will just. <laughs> Profit and for eternity. Tandem bicycle overtakes Mario Kart 8 Deluxe lifetime sales. Can you imagine if you're playing Mario Kart, but instead of like driving and throwing weapons, you just did this? <laughs> I love it. I love all of it. Which, we music all well, over again. Which works well for an audio show. Well, I, 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 I mean, I think <laughs> there's no reason that they couldn't do a you know, we're now doing a DLC package that also involves sports that has the ring in it, the ring fit. Oh, right. Sure. So what, you know, yeah. what kind of sports could you use that? Is it, you know, is it like shooting an arrow? Is it like, so they could do a ton of stuff with this um, if they oh, want yeah. to. Um, I, and again, I do think if there's any DLC, any extra components packets, it's going to be, it's going to be tied into the Nintendo switch online. Right. That's the strategy yeah. they're deciding to go with. That's what it's going to be. Um, I, I, yeah, this is, if they bundle this at Christmas time with a switch, they're, they're done, right? That is That is going to just burn. Um, and, and so I think, I think they know what they have. Um, and I think the sales numbers are going to show it. Um, so it's going to be pretty crazy. I could see this becoming the new packing game instead of Mario Kart eight. Yeah. Because it's kind of yeah, like I, an all I, a broad I, appeal. I this is really do for Black Friday this year. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, side note: Reggie Fizeme's book uh, just came out this week. Uh, picked it up; it's fantastic. He has been doing the rounds uh, on interviews. He was on uh, Kinda Funny. He was on um, IGN's NVC. Um, he was on G4. On um, NVC, he actually talked about the fact that they had originally pitched We Sports 
as not a packing game, but as a completely separate game. And it was actually Reggie that went to bat and said, no, it should be packed in like it, it, that. That is going to be critical um, for for the actual device and for the sales of it. And he actually had to fight for it. Um, and they were like, oh, no, we don't really believe in packing in games. He's like, no, you do. And you should. Um, <laughs> no, no and, you're leaving uh, out the uh, fact uh, that it, he, he he said Miyamoto got angry. Yeah. Yeah. Like he stopped smiling and his the Does look on his that? face changed. And he was yeah. like, and basically what he told them is, uh, you don't know what it's like to develop the type of the type of games we do. We don't give our software away for free. Yep. And Reggie being a fan of Nintendo, having bought consoles was like, um, actually you do. And let me tell you when you've done that before and why you should do it here. And that was, and, and so, that, I mean, that's the interesting part, right? Cause when we all look back at this, the release of the switch, we all said when the switch released back five years ago, you should have had a pack in game one, two, and switch. it should have been one, two switch because it showed you and, and you, it was, it was the best product demo. We sports was a fantastic product demo. Do you um, guys know any Nintendo land was a great product demo for the Wii U. Do you, do you um, guys know anybody that bought a Wii and just bought Wii Sports? Because I do. Like that, I mean, they had like that in Mario Kart. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was the ultimate casual player gateway into yeah. Nintendo. I, I think my work at the time bought a Wii and Did, every and senior seen, home across North America. What is, what is the one the one-two punch that they did with that? Is you can you can control this kind of the way that it feels to box or to bowl, but you can do it as your me. You can do it as yourself. And I will say this uh, for all the, for all the accolades I'll give Nintendo, the me integration in Nintendo switch sports is incredibly lazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> it is like <laughs> a, the ultimate afterthought. It's mm-hmm. literally your me head on a sports body. The switch has been terrible, yeah. terrible. Cause Kind of reminds yes. me of that scene from Silence of the Lambs where uh, Hannibal Lecter takes that guy's face and just slaps it on his head, and it's like that does that's not convincing. <laughs> You're still like, Hannibal Lecter. See, I like the 3DS's <laughs> implementation because you can actually you know take a picture of yourself and it'll use that as a template, and then you can tweak it from there. That was my favorite me that I ever made. You could have done that. You know, they could have built that into the smartphone app and let you build your me there. Exactly, yeah. but. Hey, we don't even they forgot they have a smartphone app at this point. Uh, They may have uh, until Splatoon 3 comes around and they are like, oh, 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 wait. (laughs) Don't you remember you have to talk here? Discord doesn't exist. And then they'll resell that convoluted audio cable. Oh, God. Zach's got one of those, right? I think so. Yeah, he's he's, he's got one of those. Very good. Uh, So... before we leave yeah, I want to hear topic. your story about what you're going to do with Nintendo Switch Sports because it was ominous. What okay, you said, I was you're talk like, about, I was let me tell talk you about what I'm going to do and what so, how right. I'm going to do it. So earlier this week, GameFly had a tweet that says, "If you haven't been with us for at least six months, click here and you can rejoin for your first month for a dollar for what, the one game or the two game plan." So I signed up. I I haven't been a subscriber for them for like six or seven years. So, yeah, I qualified. So the first two games I requested, Kirby, Switch Sports. I haven't received them requests. Yet. I haven't received them yet. So, again, next time I'm on the show, again, I won't be on next week, but the week after that I'll be able to talk about them. But uh, 
the reason why I didn't buy this game is what I'm worried about is, you know, how much I like online games. I don't. And as you said, everything is driven off the online. And there's only, you know, I might play bowling for a time or two, but I'm going to get bored really quick. And during the Wii Bowling, when where they had the obstacles, I didn't like that mode. My favorite mode was 100-pin bowling, which isn't in this game. I think it's coming, though. It, I think it is, too. It make A lot of people said that was their favorite mode. So yeah. it won't surprise me that it's coming. But the fact that it's not here out of the box is not incentivizing me. To I'll, I'll be honest with you, Jesse. The, the, the local mode is really, like, unless you have people to play with, there's no incentive. It's like... Here's your bare minimum sport guy or girl. Now get out there and bowl or shambar or whatever. And you get to the end and it's like, oh, you won or you lost. Well, do you want to play again or do you want to go back to the menu? There's no progress. There's no bowl, you know, no rank, nothing. I don't remember who said it. It might have been your show, Adam. But, you know, when you're done with an online game, it dumps it back to the menu instead of saying, do you want to play Mm -hmm. another round of tennis? This yeah. game actively wants to persuade you not to play it. There's no way to like jump right back into a match. Uh, you have to go back to the sports selection screen and then, you know, select it. And, and I, I am the first person to admit that I am spoiled rotten by the, the fast loading of like the PS5. And so when I play a game oh, yeah. like this and there is no immediate jump back into the game, it feels incredibly tedious because you got to load back. You got to load back to select the exact same sport that you just want to play again and then load back into it. I've unlocked the ability. And I don't know if you've played this uh, done enough, but after a, a period of time, it will allow you to select three sports that you would like to find oh, yeah. an opponent for. So like, and you can, you can rank them. So like the first one you click on gets a one next to mm-hmm. it and then two and three, and it will remember that between games. So you can just, you know, press start as soon as you go back. But this is a weird choice. Like, why? Just let me, let me re-up for bowling. You know, if if that's the only one that I'm playing, then. That's that's kind of how the demo was. It says, uh, you know, it only had three games available, but you didn't have a choice. It was just a random. Oh, yeah, just it cycled you through, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's just some weird design choices here and just some weird things that like I just it's it did it didn't feel very like in the beginning when I was a little frustrated with the online and the progression and everything. I was like, this doesn't feel as Nintendo as it should. Like I mean I mean in, in many ways it like the entire experience feels kind of 10 to 15 years old in both mm-hmm. good, yeah. good and bad ways. That's a great um, point. So, I mean, take take that as you will. So for those of us who have played it, as we kind of close out talking about it here, and this way we don't have to talk about it and what we've been playing. <laughs> uh, if you, sh- is this something, if, if people are listening and they haven't picked it up yet, would you, what would you say? Like, should they pick it up or no? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think, I think if, you know, the, the place that it probably plays the best is Friday night couch right have have a family over you know young kids or people who had it 10 years ago and you want to have some nostalgia have a couple couple of drinks i think that's where it plays well uh but i love the addition of the online feature so i'd be sure to it. find the strap <laughs> yes yeah. um, yeah, well both, listen if, if you don't people, find the strap they will remind you 15 times 
Like every time you play a game, it's like, is the strap attached? Put your strap on. Put your strap on. Just keep saying, put your strap on. It's that. And hey, fatty, are you tired yet? You want to open a window? Yeah. (laughs) Did you get that earlier today? I was playing and it was like, You've been playing for an hour. Would you? Do you think you should it's take like a break? Are, and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm getting, I'm really wearing myself out here, swinging my arm back and forth. You know, yeah. bowling. I, it's. <laughs> I mean, at least they've they've gone away from the image of the open window and the the Wii remote sitting on a table next. So it's like, at least here, it's like you've been at this for an hour. Do you want to keep going? As opposed to you've been at this for a little while. You should probably stop. Your, your heart rate is getting out of control. <laughs> like, I'm worried about you. Yeah. You're gonna... this, have... this is the perfect time to reintroduce the Nintendo Vitality Sensor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you need to take another puff of your inhaler? Yeah. Yeah. Sit down and eat some Cheetos, please. Uh, well, anyway, uh, we all recommend Switch Sports. I think that uh, take it. This is a game that I think you take it with a grain of salt, knowing mm-hmm that this is best couch co-op or this is best, you know, when you've got a little bit of time to kill and can jump in and play a few games. I will say I did uh, play it in tabletop mode uh, the other night when I was waiting uh, somewhere. I, I hooked up to a local uh, Wi-Fi there at the place and I was like, I'm just going to try it and see if it's worth playing bowling, you know, like in tabletop mode and it worked. Uh, it was, so. I- I imagine it was weird. very weird for the customers at Starbucks to watch you just bowl right I would, in place. No, I was in so a bakery weird. that a friend owns. I was in the back. Okay. So I was. Imagine if it was tandem bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to jump on with your grande frappuccino? Let's go. Somebody help me. I got two more joy cons. We'll double fist them. We'll get this knocked out. It's tandem bike, anybody. No, because you can't do that uh, in tabletop mode. That's oh, right. Tandem bike no, doesn't yeah, work in tabletop mode. Uh, well, let's move on. Let's talk about our other big story this week, which is the Embracer Group uh, has purchased Square Enix Western Studios and their respective IPs. This would include Tomb Raider, uh, Marvel's Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, and others for in, somewhere around the sum of $300 million. Uh, this is a huge story, and I think it, it tells us a lot about uh, where Square Enix is headed for the future. Uh, and I think it also shows us that not everything is as it seems at Square Enix, despite the success of uh, different product projects they've had lately. Um, I, I do know that I think the writing was on the wall a bit for this because of the heavy, heavy discounts that Guardians of the Galaxy took <laughs> last uh, fall. Uh, I mean, I picked my copy up for 20 bucks uh, on a Black Friday sale, but it stayed discounted. Which a is a travesty game. because it's an amazing, yeah. it's a great amazing game. game. It like I was so um hesitant on that yeah. game because Avengers is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so terrible. Uh but even after lot, they fixed a, it. Yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot to unpack here. I think one of the really critical components of it to look at this is Square is getting rid of their Western developers, right? That's a really interesting move in regards to, to that. The other part of it is you are 100% right. If you kind of look at the balance sheet from Square and a little bit of actually even their public statement, um, they, were, they were very disappointed in Marvel's Avengers. They were very vocal about that. They were all right with Guardians, but not happy about it. It did not sell the numbers that they were really hoping it inevitably did. Um, 
And I think that they, ha- they have been a little bit lackluster to understand what to do with, with uh, the Tomb Raider series, right? So they have ended up selling to, or are selling currently in the process of going through the sale of to the Embracer group for $300 million. Now, what's really interesting is this is actually probably Square. Square is doing a couple of things. They're trimming the fat, which is kind of critical for themselves, right? Especially from a business perspective. But the real question is why? So it could be a couple of things. They really didn't do great from their sales numbers. Like they kind of barely broke even really. So from a stockholder's perspective, that's not what you want. You want more money. That's the idea of it, right? But the interesting part of it is Square may be actually making itself much more applicable or much more approachable and much more accessible for a potential acquisition. It was kind of the rumor going around the street right now is if we can kind of sell off the things, trim the fat that's not working for us, we become a much a much prettier sale potentially that we could be purchased by someone. And of course, right now around the, around the uh, video game industry, the big rumor is of course that PlayStation would probably be, or Sony entertainment uh, would probably be the first party who would be kind of knocking on their door saying, yeah, we love what you do in regards to, especially um, their, their RPGs, right? You look at the success of final fantasy seven, right? So, th- so it's interesting to see where they end up landing uh, and what, what will inevitably happen with square. Cause they've really had this kind of hit and miss again, How a big miss, a lot. Of, uh, sorry. How did the new, the origin one do? I don't know. Oh, how the, stranger is oh, stranger. Paradise. Paradise. Yeah. I don't know. The only time I ever hear anybody talk about it is to talk about how absolutely insane the story is. Yeah. It's insane. And I love it. <laughs> that's usually what people say they're like i don't know what's going on or why it's going on but this is amazing <laughs> yeah, to make yeah. i just punched so- i punched a dragon in the face and it shattered into crystals we have to chase yeah. chaos kind of like weird and, over the and top. then we play frank sinatra mm-hmm. we're yeah, trying to exactly. add a story to a game from 1985 that didn't yeah. have a story yeah so- <laughs> sort of sort of yeah, i think the most damning find- the best and most damning thing i can say about stranger of paradise is they do play Frank Sinatra over the end credits, and it does make sense. I mm. do understand why. Okay. Uh, here's here's you know, what I, I find really interesting. I just know I played the demo and hated it. What I find really interesting about Embracer Group is that I didn't really know a lot about them before this sale started uh, or news of this broke. But They're big. I went back and looked, and th- this is not just a video game company. Embracer Group has uh, just, and for board game fans, if you play any board games, uh, you'll know the name Asmodee. Uh, And Asmodee Asmodee has been around for forever, Mm -hmm. and they spent a lot of the last four to five years buying up lots of little board game studios and kind of became this mega group. Well, Embracer just bought Asmodee Mm -hmm. uh, in December of uh, 2021. They also just bought Dark Horse Comics. Oh, wow. So now it's mm. video games, comics, and board games. And if you go and look at, like, go to their Wikipedia page and look at their list of subsidiaries, it's... I've got, I've got it up right now. TH Nordic, TH Nordic, Co- uh, Coke Media, Coffee Stain, Amper Game Investment, Saber Interactive, Deca Games, Gearbox um, Entertainment, Easy Brain, um, Asmodee, and Dark Horse. They have over 850 owned franchises that they actually have. What Embracer Group does is they basically, they kind of look for holes in the market, which is nobody knows what to do with this IP. Nobody's really doing it well. Nobody knows what to do with this development team. Nobody knows this franchise. 
we're going to basically pick it up at a sale, right? Pick it up on sale, which is kind of what they've done here with the, with the teams they've picked up for 300 million. Remember we've talked about acquisitions this year in the billions. This is 300 million. This is a small acquisition comparatively to everyone else. And then what they end up doing is they take those franchises in house. They do a little bit of kind of rework with them. And then they, then they kind of like push back out into the nostalgia. Uh, SpongeBob Rehydrated is from this group as well. I believe the Evil Dead game is from this group. Um, Gear, no, oh, Gearbox, now you have my attention. Right now you have me. Gearbox Entertainment. That's an interesting one, right? They just did Tiny Tina's Wonderland, right? So they have a lot of these companies that they're saying, you don't really know what to do with it. We have an idea of what we can do with it. And we'll take that off your hands and repurpose it. Embracer Group is an interesting group because it's really about kind of like taking all these small things and trying to make something massive and big about it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing with these teams that they just purchased. Yeah, and to, and to kind of give you an idea of how big this this group is, their revenue for 2021 was 10.6 billion kroner, which is uh, a Swedish uh, unit. They're they're basically their dollar. I don't know what that uh, is, but it, I how much is that to eat it? It's like how a cronut. It's, yeah, it's 2.6 billion it's a kronuts. Pastry full of meat and cheese. I got to eat a whole plate of crones. And so <laughs> the, the one, one Norwegian crone equals 11 cents. <laughs> so, well, I'm already we, a lot less impressed. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, but, oh, I mean, okay. so, so it's like 10%. So it's like <laughs> 10. It's like dollar to yen. Where yen is what yeah. closer to a penny. But now we're, t- now we're talking dimes. But, but the, the, just the, the, the massive umbrella. That these people have uh, over a lot of entertainments, you know, it's like the Disney, it, they rival Disney in a way, yeah. almost of taking this out. Yeah, Adam, I know that you, studios, THQ Nordic is the one that I'm like, oh yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Adam, I know that you've talked a lot about the Tomb Raider series, especially like the reboot, if that's what you want to call it with the last uh, few games. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm interested to see where they go with that because they're not going to let that property lie. Right. I mean, that's yeah, that there's so many, there's so many places you can go with that. And they've already announced, they announced before this happened that they were already actively working on the next installment of the franchise. I don't think they're going to reboot that. And honestly, I don't think mm-hmm. you have to reboot it again um, because so much time will have passed that you can just continue down whatever that road is. Um, big picture wise, I think this is like, kind of the best thing for both sides of this. I think the the western yeah. the western house of square enix felt underappreciated and undermanaged like they they just didn't know what to do with any of this stuff. Um you had games that like you know we talked about Guardians of the Galaxy which was an amazing game mm-hmm. and square just didn't know how to promote it. They didn't know what to do with it. Um and as a consequence, it went under the radar for a long time. And now like Square can just go back to doing what really they are kind of just known for doing, right? Um, Final Fantasy games. Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest. Um, yeah. You know, they've, they've got some other things in the pipeline, like for Spoken. Uh, games in HG2D. Yes, more please. of that stuff. Yes, <laughs> well, I think this is kind of like the best scenario really for the gamer, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know business wide, but for like us, Tomb Raider is going to go to somebody who knows or has a new idea of what to do with Tomb Raider. Yeah. And the- they can go back to making final fantasy seven remake two, please. 
Yeah. The interesting thing about some of the teams, and I think especially with the uh, Marvel's Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy, remember IDOS Montreal or Crystal Dynamics, they don't own that IP. That IP is owned by somebody else, right? So in these situations, they did not buy the IP. They bought the team that developed them. So now you have some open team capacities, right? And those IPs will go back to Disney and, and, and the Marvel Entertainment, and they will then have to kind of go back to market and say, who is our next game going to go to, right? So we may now see a game that may go back to another de- or another house to develop in regards to the Marvel series as well. Um, so that one's a little bit interesting because they're not, they don't actually own the IP. They're just using the IP. But I yeah, do, I mean, do you, do you think, do you think um, Adam and will question you as well? Do you think square is kind of trimming the fat to get ready for, to make themselves ready for a, uh, an acquisition? I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, they could be, of course they could be. I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm not in those meetings. I sit here. You should. Um, <laughs> you got a sweet um, Captain America shield behind you, though, so you have all the authority. So they really the don't want to see me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This sale, I've been expecting this sale for some time. Um, the divide between the the Japanese and the Western studios at Square Enix, it's you know that rift, that kind of divide. Just even the differences in how they treated the two sides of it. It's been there for a long time. I am not surprised that I'm not surprised that Avengers probably finally pushed them off the edge a little bit. Said, "Fine, we we have to get rid of this." I don't necessarily know. I, I mean, I'm not one for the consolidation of all these companies anyway. I'm not surprised that they sold. I don't know that I'm ready to sit here and say they did it to make themselves more appealing. But it wouldn't surprise me if the sale made them that way. Well, and the weird thing is, is that Square kind of, they've got really good relationships with both Nintendo and PlayStation with different franchises. So like, yeah, they've got a lot of exclusives that are going to PlayStation, but they've got a lot of exclusives that are just on Switch. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I mean, which one are they more cozy with? I don't know. Which one is more likely to acquire them between the two, probably PlayStation, because that's what they want to do right now. But yeah, like Nintendo's come out and said they're not looking to buy yeah. a bunch of studios. They would rather foster the sort of relationships they have. Yeah, well, that they're put, they're investing into their own internal teams, building yeah, a whole new true. building for them. Mm-hmm. I just, I remember when Square or news broke of of them buying the Tomb Raider franchise, and thinking then. This is a really strange fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a here's a company that is or a developer that's mainly known for Japanese RPGs. Mm-hmm. And you you now are buying Tomb Raider. I think that we have seen a lot of Western influence creep into what Square Enix has been doing. Yes. Uh, you know, as yeah. as we watch like even Final Fantasy Remake, you know, with it becoming more of an action RPG. Yep. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 kind of paved the way for that. I think some of those teams may have, or some of that influence may have been going back and forth. But ultimately, I think this is probably better for the for the Western developers that were sold. Yes. Than yeah, for I Square. I didn't even know that those developers were owned by Square. I thought it was more like a Naughty Dog Sony relationship, where mm. you know, yeah, you I will make the game, you publish it. 
you know, I thought it was just kind of that, you know, but I didn't, I, I was wrong. Yeah. I, I just, I just think it ends up being better for them and, and maybe gives them a little, a chance to um, be owned or, or maybe even come into their own and have a little bit of their own DNA uh, in that, you know, and to maybe not have to do the things that Square Enix wants them to do or, or adhere to deadlines like they want them to or, or whatever it look. I'm with Adam. As, if, as long as it gives us Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two uh, sooner, whatever it takes, what you, sell yeah. everything. Yeah, <laughs> blow it up. Let's let's go. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about a few other things here. Uh, the 2022 inductees into the Video Game Hall of Fame have been announced. They include Dance Dance Revolution, Miss Pac-Man, Sid Meier's Civilization, and The Legend of Zelda. Ocarina of Time. Uh, you can go and find uh, some more information about this at museumofplay.org. Uh, and uh, we will be talking about the games that we feel should be inducted into the 2020 Hall of Fame uh, shortly, as well as soon as Tim uh, can get back on the show. But we wanted to just throw that out there uh, and just let you know. Guys, how do you feel about those four? I love all four of those. That's an excellent class. See, I think Rogue... Uh would have deserved it more than Miss Pac-Man. I love dancing. Rogue, literally John are defining and Miss Pac-Man is ultimately a a licensed hack that was made a deal made to prevent a company from getting sued for making the hack. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's, I think it deserves its place there just for what it is. Uh, Especially you telling that story. Um, I think that's part of, part of what needs to be. Very high level story. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you need to, that, that's history. That's video gaming history. And ultimately, this is what this is trying to preserve some of. Yeah, but is it, does it, yeah hall, video game museum, sure, that's a, that's a good art, good art. Uh, what, what are they, what, what are they term they use? Exhibit? Inductees? Exhibit, exhibit. That, that's a good exhibit for a museum, know. but Hall of Fame, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Justin, I want. I want to dig into this one with you uh, and the rest of us for just a little bit, but I think this is going to be where uh, you get to, to have a little bit of uh, say. Uh, it was announced today that is, is Fortnite... time for me to take a nap? Yeah, you can take a nap now. This is business time. Uh, Fortnite, uh, as you know, has not been on iOS devices in a very long time due to the uh, the feud... If there's a better way to say it, I don't know, between Apple and Epic. But today, Xbox announced that Fortnite is now available on cloud gaming beta for free on Apple devices. No Game Pass needed. And Justin, just so people understand what we're talking about here, what does that mean that Fortnite is now available on cloud gaming beta? Yeah, so just a reminder, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, Epic basically said, we don't want Apple to take a cut of our revenue in regards to V-Bucks. So one day, Fortnite and Epic put out uh, basically a tweet that was like, hey, if you want to buy your V-Bucks, not in the App Store, just use this link and we go around it. Apple was like, "Uh, no, you ain't doing that now. So they took their um, the game off off of their platform. And then Apple... And uh, Epic went to and had a massive, very costly court battle back and forth. In the end, a 
essentially it was deemed kind of in brief standing. Hey, Epic, you signed the terms and conditions of the agreement. That was kind of a jerk move. You knew what you're getting into. However, what it really forced was a lot of kind of questioning about these kind of like the prices that we take on these e e shops. Right. But Fortnite has not been on Apple devices because it, it ain't come back on. What has happened now is that Xbox through their cloud Xbox cloud gaming have worked with Epic and have put it on their um, uh, Xbox cloud gaming for free. So if you, you right now, you can actually just sign on to Xbox cloud gaming or create your own account and go and play Fortnite for free. And it opens up in a iOS, iOS um, browser on your iPhone, on your iPad, whatever it is. Uh, this is actually really, really critical. So this is kind of important because really what it is, is this is actually part of Xbox's strategy, which is what they're calling as Xbox Everywhere Initiative. And this is directly from Tom Warren on The Verge. Um, is I, The statement is, I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more about it in the coming mo- months, but xCloud is getting ready to, for more markets, more games, and uh, more devices. Xbox Everywhere includes a device like a TV puck for Xbox Cloud Gaming, apps for TVs and even Microsoft original plan uh, originals plans to let you play Xbox games you own through the cloud. Xbox that's, continues that's this strategy. That Drew, that's something that Drew said. If they ever made a box yep. that I could plug in at work. We that- have been talking about this box for a while. They're hundred percent. This is their strategy. Phil Spencer has been very clear about, we want to get everyone access to Xbox, no matter what. Now, here's the interesting thing about this whole Fortnite. You don't need a game pass. It is free. You don't need game pass at all. I, I have a question. This, I'm, I'm yes, sorry. I, I, I keep hearing that point here that it's free. Do you have to pay to play Fortnite on Xbox? You don't need to pay to play Fortnite. Okay. So what's, Xbox. why, why is that significant then? <laughs> Because you're not because to play any other game, you have to pay to have a Game Pass account. Correct. To be able to use that cloud gaming service. Oh, so cloud, it's, it's the more cloud on the cloud end. The, cl- the cloud infrastructure okay. is the yeah. free part. So you, yeah. you okay. can play it okay. on now, right. any device, any browser. You know, as it, okay. Said, it's so it's not that Safari. Fortnite. It's not that Fortnite is free. It's that the. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. For, yeah. Well. For, Fortnite has always been free to play. That, that right? was the impression I was under. Yep. So I was really confused. It's backpacking off the cloud gaming structure. For yeah, free. Which is free. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now, the interesting You're playing part a free thing on a free service on another device. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, the interesting <laughs> thing about it, though, right? Again, if you don't need Game Pass, and if you think about how hot uh, Fortnite was on iOS devices, we know that there are more iOS devices than Android, right? There's more of a higher attachment rate. At one point, I heard something along the lines of there was like 160 million um Fortnite, you know, downloaded on iOS devices before the whole thing came collapsing down. Even if for some odd reason you're able to get some of those people back and by the way, now that you're using this this platform via Xbox, did you hear about this thing called Game Pass? Right? Even if for some odd reason that beca- I mean that becomes the in, right? That's the don't worry guys, the first hit is free. I'll charge you next month. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like Game that Pass is kind is of essentially Game Pass is required for other game streaming, right? Correct. This is But just- if you go Correct. One game. But if you go into the X, X cloud beta right below, it is here are games available through game pass. Right. Right. Oh, tell, Oh, I want to play that game. I can tap and touch it. Oh, I need a game pass. Oh, how much does this cost? This is a fantastic move. And I think the really important thing that we need to think about here is this Xbox everywhere initiative that they're doing. We, t- I've said it before. 
The moment that Xbox comes out with a dongle on a TV, Stadia and Luna are dead on arrival. They've already been barely surviving. This thing will absolutely, absolutely kill them. And if Microsoft can make Luna controller, yeah, if Microsoft (laughs) can make the deals like they're talking about about putting, you know, an X uh, X Cloud Gaming app on all of your smart TVs, right? And accessible anywhere. This is their strategy and they're playing it really well. And to go after Fortnite first and to go on to Apple again, this is a huge, huge idea. The other part I will say that they have mentioned is they're also planning to bring more free to play games to the cloud. So look for stuff like Apex Legends, Rocket League. Uh, Rocket League will probably be, I would think, one of the next ones, because, again, that's already in Epic stable, right? They purchased them not too long ago. So there's going to be a lot of crossover to be drawing a lot more eyes to it. I think Xbox might have an opportunity at their showcase in June to begin to tell the story. uh, And this is going to be a massive one. Yeah, I think you're right. I I mean, it's obvious that Fortnite is just like the beginning of this, right? And it's a big beginning, uh, I think it's it's a fantastic way to kick this off. And as a recent convert to Game Pass, uh, I I believe I believe in the magic. <laughs> I can't even imagine how to play that game on a phone anyway. Much we use your backbone controller. Yep. Uh, which also works with the the cloud gaming beta. So also, don't uh, forget to let your backbone slide. That would be the other thing I would encourage you to think of. What you made that up. <laughs> I don't. There's a song. Let your backbone slide. I don't. Someone know. Google it. Twitch. Twitch chat. Uh, uh, Google. That's some no, crazy Canadian no, stuff. I don't. Um, I don't believe it. Anyway, uh, let's talk one more uh, news item here. Non E3 announcements. Summer Game Fest and Day of De- Day of the Debs will have live shows on Thursday, June 9th with game reveals, announcements, and more starting at 2 p.m. Eastern. Also, Jeff Keighley has partnered up with IMAX to simulcast the Summer Game Fest and the Game Awards to IMAX theaters so you too can go to IMAX and be bored for four hours instead of sitting in front of your computer (laughs) watching the Game Awards. Uh, You can watch it for free at home, or you can go buy tickets, uh, which go on sale May 12th at 9 p.m., Pacific, what? what? Hold up. I just read this. Why <laughs> are right, tickets going on sale at midnight? Right. That's why I put the note on the bottom. Who's yeah. sitting up? What? Like, man, I, all right, all right, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm tickets go on sale at 9 o'clock Pacific, which is what? midnight Eastern the next day. I think people who live in the, on the, the West Coast, they forget that the rest of the United I, States I, exists. I, I think so. Like it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, they're they're already in tomorrow. It's <laughs> we're out here with our cool breeze and our California and oh god. Okay. Anyway, if you're uh, watching you know and you're from is? California, we love you. Uh, you know what it is? It's it's revenge for these coasters having an eight, an eight o'clock announcement that is five a.m. their time. <laughs> well, they chose to live out there. Sucks to suck. Uh <laughs> Uh, that's all of our news for this week. So why don't we take a quick break uh, for uh, a word from our sponsor? I am still actively trying to get the information of Maestro Fresh West, Let Your Backbone Slide, from the Canadian hip-hop artist Maestro Fresh West. Thing. 1989 debut album, Symphony and Effort. Ladies and gentlemen, click the link and you can listen to it while I'm doing our Manscaped ad to make sure that your backbone slides. Also, this song was a banger in Canada. And let me tell you, it was played at every party. 
Did you dance to this at your eighth grade uh, graduation? Or- Big thanks to Manscaped for continuing to support the Nintendo dads. And attention listeners, if you are already, if you're ready to be blown away, wow, 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 you've asked for it and they have listened. Our friends at Manscaped have just relaunched the ultra smooth package. It's back, baby. Your new favorite tool and compliment to the lawnmower 4.0 to keep your boys smooth while looking and feeling their best. Their specialized groin shaving kit is here to help you buff, protect, and shave your most sensitive areas. It's time to crop that bush for yours and get right to the roots of the discount just for you uh, from Manscaped. So get 20, get 20% off and free shipping. We use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S at checkout. That's 20% off and free shipping. We use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S at manscaped.com. Gentlemen, hey, Manscaped has got some amazing products. You need to check it out. I would highly, highly recommend the Ultra Smooth Package. It is fantastic. Uh, you're going to absolutely love it as well. And of course, if you're there and you don't like the, the lawnmower, you don't like the Smooth Package, check out some of their amazing products like their deodorant, their ball cream, uh, their body spray, all fantastic stuff. Shampoo, conditioner, two-in-ones, body wash. It's all amazing. Lip chapstick. Chapstick. I love their chapstick. It's fantastic. Yeah, let's not, let's, let's not love, love the stuff again. Nintendo dads and uh, Nindads, N I N D A D S 20% off and free shipping. Big thanks to Manscaped for their continued support. Back to you. The best yeah, part of that entire ad read was Adam's face. Yeah. I, I uh, say, we, we've been, we've been doing this weekly for, we should have given him a, a heads up. Nine you know, I've heard the now. audio version, but like being present when uh, Justin suggests a smooth package. Yeah. Uh, it's a, that's a different experience. I'm going to be really honest with you. Since you guys have came on last two years ago, we've really relooked at our evaluations um, for our organization and just kind of said, let's just let it, let's just let it go. You know what I'm and, saying? And clearly you took a long look at your testicles and decided that. Well, the nice part some is some work now, needs to now, be done. Now that, now that the trimming and hair is gone, it's easier to look at it. Right. And that really allowed me a really clean, fresh look at them to understand what I needed. And what uh-huh. I needed was manscaped. Yeah, and uh, speaking of clean, fresh looks, let's talk about some events, shall we? <laughs> Harvey's like, get me out of here. <laughs> hey, listen, we we love their products, but uh, we hate to hear Justin talk about them. Uh, <laughs> uh, we love you, Justin. Uh, we want to let you guys know about this cross-community smash uh, tourney. Uh, that is coming up Saturday, May 14th uh, with the Nintendo Pals, Carpool Gaming, Super Gamecraft, and the Nintendo Dads community. Uh, signups are coming very soon. It is uh, going to occur on Saturday, May 14th at 10 p.m. Eastern. That's the start time uh, for Smash Bragging Rights. That's right. There's no prizes because we're all cheap. Uh, <laughs> settings are going to be best of three. Three stock with a seven-minute timer, smash meter on, items off, so that means no fun. Uh, no me fighters. Omega stages and battlefield stages and damage uh, one uh, is set at one with the stage selection going to the loser. More details uh, are to come. I, listen, see, I, this is the type of tournament. Here. This is the type of gameplay that my son would love. This is this is a type of stuff. Uh, signups are live right now, according to Tim, who's in our chat and not recovering uh, at home. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, this is the, I'm just going to say this and I'm going to say it because I can't participate because I have a wedding to do that day. Uh, this is the kind of uh, tournament that makes me not like smash. So uh, See, smash is, is a party my, game. 
this is what I'll my son him. would love and would he wanted to be in it, but we were Justin. also going to be out of town for a different wedding. Yeah, it's exactly Justin, why are you still in the chat talking about this backbone song? Listen, I just nobody I just cares. Want, am I the I, only one who clicked the link while he was talking about balls? <laughs> am I right though, Will? It's there, isn't it? Backbone site. It's a banger. It's it a is, 1989 it's banger. It is. Can we, Jesse, it Jesse, is. can we can we bring that in? Can we just bring that in right now? Just pump in the audio. Let's hear it for a second. Uh, I don't really. Not. I'm not really oh worried if we're going to get demonetized. Let's hear it. Uh, let's like really just engage it. Oh, and let's Lord, chat he's about posted it. Posted the link in the chats. Uh, Marty, Lord. I'm helping you get culturalized. Do you know what I mean? Like experience something beyond the U.S. borders. Listen to some great hip hop from Canada. Here we go. Does it start with the chorus? No, there's they're starting with a fight. Oh. Well, dance off. You, you got to go to like 40 seconds. In. Yeah, let's move it into 40 seconds, Jesse. I can't slow down. Gonna get, we're gonna get copyright strike for this. I'm okay with that. It's okay. None of these guys are still alive. There it is. You see? It's like I would love to know who copyright strikes you for this explicitly. <laughs> Am I right? Right now we have a copyright strike from Maestro Fresh Wes. Uh, Come on. <laughs> we'll let you know in about three hours. Okay. okay. Uh, hold on. Anyway. Thank hey, you for saving me from burying myself from no, no. On Smash. Adam. Adam, uh, what yeah. would the what would the kids call that music? Uh, they would Noise. they would call that they would no they would call that a banger. That, or maybe it slaps right. It's it fire. Slap. It's uh-huh. a banger. It slaps. Mm-hmm. I listen to your dictionary. I know what's going on. Yeah, but no kid from 1989 would say that. <laughs> that is correct. No, they'd say it slaps. Eh. And then they would apologize. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it slapped, eh? Oh, yeah, so my God. Yeah, I'm, sorry. So hard, I'm eh? sorry. I'm sorry I slapped your eardrums. <laughs> you you hey, don't worry if your backbone slides, eh? We've got free medical. It's okay, eh? And Tim bits. <laughs> we got some Tim bits for your backbone. Now, uh, you some uh, day. And uh, look, <laughs> oh, speaking, of Tim, speaking of Tim bits, uh, Tim would want us to remind you about the dinner table. Uh, which is coming up every third Friday of the month. Tim and the Nintendo Dads Discord community get together to discuss what's on everybody's mind, uh, which is, he sits in the notes here, the latest Nintendo Direct. So apparently Tim has been to the future <laughs> and seen something that we haven't. Uh, but you, if you want to join in, if you're a patron or a Twitch subscriber, you can join uh, our Discord call on Friday, May 20th at 10 p.m. Eastern for that. Uh, now, because you've subjected us to backbone sliding, it's time for Jesse's Pokemon. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. No, 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 no. I hate you all. You're saying? I did not subject you. Mm. All right. This is classic music from Ken. I, I am, again, expanding your horizon. Also, that is going to be stuck in your head like for a while now. No, it's you gone. Know? There are so many things stuck in my head from this last hour. That I will not be able to purge. Well, how many the of them are margaritas? Yeah, <laughs> Will still drinking. What's your problem there, Adam? I'm empty. Look, it's it's invisible. <laughs> it's like he's not I can see anything. more of the glass. So I'm so drunk there is no glass. Was there <laughs> okay. ever a glass? 
<laughs> All right. Pokemon Go updates. The Pokemon Air Adventure started May 3rd. will go until May 8th at 8 o'clock local time. Mega Latias and Mega Latios make their Pokemon Go debut. It's the first time we have Lega, uh, Mega Legendaries in the game, and they are hard. They are considered six-star raids. Yeah, time research. Are. Timed research focused on catching Pikachu and flying-type Pokemon will be available during the event. Complete the research to earn 50 Latias Mega Energy, 50S Latios Mega Energy, 3,000 XP, and an encounter with a flying Pikachu. During this oh, event, yeah. egg, in- egg incubators will be twice as efficient. May 12th to the... 12th to 20th is the Water Festival. A surge of mm, water Pokemon so will be wet. seen in-game. Alola to Alola event, May 25th through the Alola Nolola action. Mm, look look back at the adventures trainers have had this year with the Pokemon found in Alola. Oh, many adventures. Exotic. <laughs> so, <laughs> due to Mega Latios and Mega Latios raids, there will be no five star raids from May 3rd to the 10th. Tapufini will make his Pokemon Go debut on the May 10th. Way to go, Tapufini. And all four Tapus will be enraged. In raids from the 25th through June 1st. Let's see, Mega Kangaskhan was in raids from <laughs> April 29th through 3rd. I, I'm not watching the screen. I'm watching the notes. So I don't know what. Just the keep hell going. Just doing. keep going. Good, yeah, this is good stuff. I'm almost there. Get just keep going. The previously, <laughs> the previously mentioned Mega Latias and Mega Latios from May 3rd through 10th. Mega Blastoise will be in from May 10th through 25th. Oh, and that's the Mega, stuff. <laughs> Mega at Altaria will be from May 25th to June 1st. May research breakthrough encounters will be Alolan Grimer, and a new buddy widget will be available in early May to help you keep track of the progress of your buddy Pokemon. Oh, there we go. (laughs) That new widget. That buddy widget. Oh, I had something to say, but it's gone. Pokemon Minute now now might be my favorite segment of the show. I'll tell you what, Will. This <laughs> we won't be back for three years now. <laughs> so, you know, Look, part of me precedent. wants to I know what the hell you guys did, and the oh, other part of me does not. Uh, know what it's you better you don't know. It's better you don't. Yeah, uh, we have been off the rails. I had since a the wonderful very beginning. time. We've been off the rails since Let Your Backbone Slide. Uh, I think so uh, let's look. Let's slide over to what we've been playing. Oh my gosh! Uh, Will and Adam, it is our uh, tradition to uh, let our guests go first and talk about what they've been playing. And so, uh, Will, since you're a first timer, we're going to throw it over to you first. Uh, let us know what what have you been playing. Oh, let's see. I've been working on a couple of reviews this week. So I guess the only game I've really been playing on a regular basis besides Switch Sports is Trek to Yomi, uh, which came out today. And that looks really good. It looks absolutely gorgeous. The way it looks and the way it presents itself is absolutely stellar. And it's my favorite part of it, to be honest with you. Um, the black and white uh, with that film grain filter on it. I'm really into it. Every single screen is super cinematic. I got some real uh, vibes of the old pre-rendered cutscene game or pre-rendered background games that you would see on like PlayStation One and stuff, where you walk off the where you walk off the side of the screen and shift abruptly to the next one. There's a lot of that. They use it to very deliberately stage everything out, and I had a really good time with it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's not perfect uh, in cutscenes. Some of those some of those models look a little a little rough, 
and the combat can be a little simple sometimes and it can spiral really quickly if you do poorly but uh i liked it quite a bit i think it's definitely worth a shot i'm glad it's on game pass I, I heard awesome. it, it didn't score very well, I think, right? The Metacritic is not great on it. Sitting a seven? I haven't looked at the Metacritic. Every review I've seen, just kind of like looking around online a little bit, it's, it either does really well or it does very middling. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a game that's either going to hit with you or it's not. Yeah, that's fair enough. And it hit with me. Nice. Cool. Adam, what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, it's been nonstop Pokemon Go for me. Uh, I've been doing <laughs> lots of raids. Um, lots of special events. I was playing with my Blastoise the other day. Uh, that was very awkward when my kids walked in on me mm-hmm. catching my Mega Blastoise. Um, but other than that, uh, it's been a lot of Switch sports, and uh, I've been kind of slow rolling a game that I bought quite a while back. And Will, I honestly think you would really like this game, uh, Eastward, which is oh. kind of like. Mm-hmm. A love letter yeah. to kind of Super Nintendo era JRPGs. Very I mean, Earthbound. Very inspired by Earthbound. Yeah, very Earthbound, very Chrono Trigger-like. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say I've been slow rolling it, like very slow rolling it. Um, but it, it's got this really cool kind of like post-apocalyptic, underground, steampunky kind of vibe. But it's got a really interesting sense of humor and the sprite work is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it um, looks incredible. Yeah, it's just a it's just a really and for a guy like me who grew up playing, you know, the square 16 bit stuff like that was my jam. Uh, That's really what got me into gaming. So to play a game like this, that really kind of wears its heart on its sleeve of what its inspirations are and, you know, what its influences are. I think Eastward is definitely a game that, you know, fans of that style and older folks like me, like, I don't know how much this game's going to appeal to the younger generation, but it's definitely geared towards folks like us who uh, have, you know, Monday through Friday pillboxes to remember to take their meds. (laughs) (laughs) How, How far into it are you, Adam? Uh, probably like four or five hours. Yeah. Not very, not very far. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of about me as well. About I found where I, I am. I found I did that like in sprints. Like I was like, yeah, I was really into it. The thing I found most about it is I didn't find it overly challenging. Right. Yeah, the comp- it's very the- simple, basic gameplay. Yeah. Like the, the, like if you're not hooked by the story, the gameplay is not going to necessarily hook you in that loop. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, but I do enjoy the world they've crafted. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't ever feel like you're really challenged from a combat perspective. The, there's progress, but it doesn't feel like it's like a man, I need this progress to survive. You're like, no, I, I figured it out all by myself. You know, it's definitely one of those games that you're gonna get hooked on by like the the world building, the mm. charm of the aesthetics, things like that. I'm I'm playing another game um on PlayStation called uh, Anno, Anno Mutationum, which is kind of like a throwback PS1 game. And it does the same kind of thing where it's like, as a game itself, it's fine. But as like, uh, like a kind of like a time capsule of what gaming used to be, mm-hmm. it's outstanding. And it just mm-hmm. grabs you like, hey, you remember when you were, you know, you could stay up past eight o'clock at night and you could play games all the time. And this is like the experience that you had of exploring these worlds uh yeah i think uh, i think this such is, a good time yeah it really is i love games that like that make you feel the way you used to feel when playing a game what you know what i mean game? which one the playstation one yeah uh anno mutationum 
And it's like a cyberpunk game that is very aesthetically. It, it's like it's like Mega Man Legends. It's like if Mega Man Legends had a baby with cyberpunk, that's what that game would be. And now I want it. <laughs> I will never forget you, you saying that like dredges up a ton of nostalgia for me that like Link to the Past will forever be like in my top three Zelda games. I mean, mainly because it's a masterpiece, but also because like those that dungeon music, like, you know, like that, you know, you can hear it if you play the game. Uh, like that was a soundtrack of, of the of my summer, the year that it came out. Like staying up late, uh, you got a friend over, you've bought pizza, like you know, and it's like yeah. I, for me that was like I was I was twelve or thirteen, fourteen at the time, so I like, staying up late trying to beat one more dungeon or find one more secret. I think I as just, as a player in my forties now, um, I am one of those outliers where you know a lot of people will give the uh, Nintendo Switch Online retro games a lot of crap because they don't hold up. But to me, they they call back such a sense of place when I play a Nintendo 64 game where, yeah, you know, mechanically, it's not that great. But I immediately go back to that time in my life and, and how it felt to experience yeah. that comes right back to me, regardless of the shortcomings Yo. by today's standards. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and I think that's that's like when you're introducing people to those games for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like if they if they didn't have that experience, they don't understand why they're like, "Oh, I this game is lame, like it's so right. blocky or it's so it controls so weird, but they're not tied to that nostalgia, right?" Um yeah. I I think that's that's crazy. I I'm going to check that PlayStation game out uh as well. Jesse, why don't you tell us what you've been playing? Right, so I last week I said I played the original Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. This week I started playing Final Fantasy II. Uh, I am probably halfway through it. I'm still am like eight, seven, eight hours in, maybe more. I don't remember, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a good amount in. I am remembering to level up my defensive spells. That was my problem last time I tried playing where I got to the final boss and couldn't do anything about it because I didn't have my mm. defensive spells. Uh, but, Did they uh, leave it more or less alone where you've got to beat up on yourself sometimes to get that HP stat up? I've never needed to be beat up on myself. but Does it still work? I don't know if it still works. I didn't oh. try it. But okay. my hit points, like my, I have like two of my characters are in like the 1500s for hit points. So Oh, okay. They're, they're, they're fine. Uh you know, I'm I'm still not used to the fourth slot being a rotation. I don't like mm. that in games, yeah. but that that's what this game is. So you kind of mm-hmm. have to live with it. it I'm, I'm kind of going through a walkthrough, which tells me, oh, th- this person's going to leave your party now. So take the gear, which I think in Pixel Remaster it automatically takes the gear, but I'm not taking any chances. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm liking it. The, the the thing I like about these the Pixel Remasters, I didn't mention it last week is the game gives you a map of like pretty much every area, every city, every dungeon that you can pause the game, look through it and see, okay, there's a treasure chest here. There's a treasure chest here. There's a room here, which may or may not have treasure chests. So it's really, and it tells you how many treasure chests are in each dungeon. So you can re- really f- f- nitpick it your way through and make sure you get everything you can. There's one dungeon that 
I would have missed the treasure chest if it didn't tell me the count. And I, I was literally at the exit. I had to go back to the beginning and take the one alternate path I didn't take, get that chest, and then go back to the exit again. But more grinding, right? That's <laughs> what that one's about. Yep. And, and, and in this one, you're not grounding levels. You're just grinding your skills yep. and, and abilities, which is weird. <sighs> but but at least you you do have magic points instead of... You can you can do four level one spells and three level two mm. spells. I yeah. didn't like that from the original game. Oh no no no! So I did Final Fantasy three go back to that? I don't remember. I never played. Three. Um, yeah. I don't think uh, I only played that one um, on like the the DS remake they did. Yeah, and I'm I, pretty I tried... sure that one used MP. Okay, I don't I, know about the original for any. I, I did play the DS or tried to play the DS, and that that first dungeon where you were mini the whole time and could be yeah. stepped on. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't get far past that first dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'll I'll likely finish that this week, or definitely will be finished by the time I'm on the, sh- on the show next, because you know I'm bringing the whole point of me installing that on my laptop is so I can take it with me when I go out of town. Okay. So. So, you know, if I finish two, I'll start three. The The other game I've been playing, it w- was released on Friday, Monogram Minimal. So not a Jupiter Picross game. I knew game. you were playing this. <laughs> not a Jupiter Picross game, but a Picross, Picross game nonetheless. It comes with about like 100 two, 150 or near 200 puzzles. Could you say that name again? Nonogram Minimal. Nonogram, okay. N O N O gram. Okay, yeah. And it, and it was I don't know what it sells for now, but if I pre-ordered it was on a discount, so I bought it for like less than I think like four bucks. And but so it's got the normal black normal black and white modes up to twenty five by twenty five. It's got a color mode, so kind of what you'd expect. It's it's got a, a mode of just it'll randomly generate you garbage, and you, you <laughs> decipher decipher it, and it won't be a picture, but because it, it's garbage. Uh, but it works. It, it 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 does what it wants to do. Then it tries to have user generated content, and that's where the thing just falls oh. apart. Oh, for if, like the when you say you load load uh, the multi user generated content, you have a black screen with loading in white text for about three or four minutes. Before it finally does something. Ooh, what? <laughs> and then oh, no. the, the screen it gives you doesn't even have the cursor on it. So, like, the cursor is on a different page than what it's showing you. That's the and kind of load what? screen where you're, like, convinced that the game is broken. Yeah. It, uh, this is definitely is broken. And, and of course, if you push the wrong, you know, L and R changes your pages. If you are on, you know, you, you could be looking at the second page, but the cursor is only on the first page. So, if you push L to go beyond the first page guess what you're on a black loading screen again for another three or four minutes and i'm like hey this i was able to finally fight through and do a few of them of course user generated content is garbage there was maybe <laughs> two or three good puzzles that i did and one of which i took a screenshot and posted it in the dad's after dark room and that's all i'll say <laughs> it's user generated content is what you're saying exactly you, you know i just was finishing that episode of of kit and christmas podcast and they were talking about me verse 
And <laughs> one of the things that they were talking about was like, you know, we miss me verse and how like some of the things were f- funny. Like one of the, one of the stories Kit told was that they were doing like a, during when Samus returns was getting close to launch and he made uh, a joke on air. Uh, why can't Metroid crawl? And <laughs> from that old me verse was and like, <laughs> The lady yep. who was with him just like kept on going. He's like, I don't know if she didn't understand it or she was just like, I'm not <laughs> acknowledging this. Uh, but uh, one of the things they also talked about was um, the, that Japan, Nintendo of Japan sent them a, a note one time about the amount of penises that were drawn on Miiverse. And it was like, why are Americans obsessed with these things? We're a simple. Why breed. aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, what, that, that was half of Pico, Pico Chat on the DS. So mm-hmm. it just continues. It's just yep. a natural progression. That's why yeah. there's no more Pico Chat. <laughs> Swamp Note Studio or whatever had to go away. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's why. Well, Good job, America. That, that was a different can of worms that was opened. Yeah. Well, you should have known user generated <laughs> contents um, <laughs> in a picture yeah. game. That's there you do. go. Uh, Justin, what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports talked about. Uh, the other game I have been playing is the Stanley Parable Deluxe Edition that just came out on the Switch. And have any of you played the Stanley Parable before? I have. Yeah. What I did really you really want to. I think I downloaded it or I own it on Epic, but I never played it. Yeah. Like, I haven't played this Deluxe Edition. Okay. But... So you played the original then? Yes, I did play um, the original. I, I mean, it is like, I don't want to spoil, I don't want to spoil it. Right. So this is this challenge. Cause it's a very unique experience. Yes. I will say a couple of things. The narration, the VO work is absolutely incredible. Oh, it's, it's stellar. That, it's that's, absolute, that's absolutely, absolutely, game is what I absolutely stellar. Mm-hmm. There is, it, it, it pokes fun at video, the video game tropes very easily. Um, and really has you questioning a lot of things. Now I'm going to say is, I, I finished the game in about 90 minutes. And I don't know if that's right. You <laughs> like finished the game I, once in 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Games like this, they have multiple paths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lore they, can be found. They, they do a great job in the loading screen of like the end is never the end. Right. And you yeah. so so it like messes with your brain a lot. Um, also does it like the deluxe edition also has a really great job of actually honoring or celebrating the success that they had because the original Stanley Parable came out as I recall 2013, I think, give or take. It was kind of one of those early walking sims. Um, and they kind of show all the awards that they had. They actually kind of show this like museum of hey here's what we were actually thinking for this idea and here's what the designers had and and here here's kind of the approach that we had to this it's a very cool kind of game within the game as you go through the museum i really really enjoyed it my wife uh played it with me kind of passively she was watching and at the end she's like what is going on and i'm like i don't (laughs) i don't really know what's going on but i'm here for it and I'm enjoying it. So I'd recommend the Stanley Parable. I think it might be on Game Pass right now as well. I don't know for sure. Check it out. It's on the Nintendo Switch eShop. The other game I've downloaded but have not played yet is Arise, the Definitive Edition. Um, this came out last week as well. We got a review copy for it. I haven't had a chance to do my first look on it. Um, it's about a five and a half hour to six hour game. 
um, but I'm excited to play. What's up, Will? Oh, sorry. I was just checking. I was like, I kind of forgot that they uh, they were putting this new updated Stanley Parable on consoles. I kind of forgot about that. So I wanted to take a look at the trophy list to see if a certain achievement was still here. Uh, they changed it a little bit. Uh, Super Go Outside, which you cannot unlock until at minimum 2032. The nice. trophy is don't play the Stanley Parable for 10 years. Away. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> on uh, the original game on Steam, it was don't play the Stanley Parable for eight years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it is very much a game that understands it's a game that understands yeah. gamers. Sorry, I, like, got, I, I, got I feel like I was excited about game. that. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, that's okay. I was like, oh, did I miss something? Or or you're very excited about Arise. Yeah. I don't no, know for sure. I, I don't know what that is. That's okay. He got Arise over Arise? Uh, wah, 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 wah. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been playing. Stanley Parable, I would highly recommend. Um, and I'll have some footage of Arise coming up soon. I, but, just, um, I just looked up the page for Arise. And it's on sale 60% off down to $8 instead of 20. Yeah. It was a game that I had seen. I think it was released. I think it was released on PlayStation originally. And it just looked really, really cool. And a kind of an emotional journey. It's, it's got some, it's kind of a Viking who's kind of exploring, I think kind of the passing of his family. Oh, this is that one where it's the dude in the afterlife, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's like time. He has to kind of move time back and forth. I do remember. Did you you play it? I did not play it, but I remember seeing it and thinking it looked really intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's out now. Excited to, uh, to take a look at it for sure. And it's a definitive edition on the switch. I don't know what else they've done to it, but um, yeah, it looks very, it looks like an emotional journey. I'll be honest with you. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to check this out. And sometimes, sometimes I'm down for a good cry, you know? That's what the that's what the Pokemon Go minute is for. That's exactly it. But that's only one minute, and I want so much more, so much more to cry. You can just you can clip those sections and put them in one big long ASMR style audio file to fall asleep to. Oh, uh, oh, we should definitely do a Pokemon ASM, ASMR for our fans and let's just do have. It. Let's no, do it. I think just you. Let's hear it for yourself. Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. Do not do not do that again. Wobble Buffett. Wobble um, Buffett. Yeah. Mewtwo. Wobble Kangas Buffett. Pika. Pika. And then and then you can throw in Latte or Latte Da or whatever coffee Pokemon Jesse was talking about uh, uh, earlier. Um, I don't know so what for me, this is or what Pokemon this is. So for me, I've been playing uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. We've already talked about that. And Fortnite. That's really just stuff that I talk about with Justin. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm coming up on level seventy, so hopefully Adam, been able to finish the season. Will mm-hmm. and Adam, you guys are Fortnite players, aren't you? I definitely am. Fortnite in my life. Okay, I, Will's okay. I am big time Fortnite. I play that with my son all yep. the time. He's one hundred and forty right now. Wow. Oh wow. yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. Well, I'm not worried about his drinking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, we go we go all in every season with that, and it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Can I, with all I, the other I, games you play, how do you have time to play that much Fortnite? Well, I'm only like level 50. So my son's routine is he will wake up at like five o'clock in the morning and play Fortnite before he has to go to school. See, that I understand I, because I did the exact same thing when uh-huh. I was. Uh huh. And then when I pick him up, he usually wants to play a couple rounds with me, which is why he's like three times 
the level that I am. Oh yeah. You're but, helping him out. You're, and he's helping you out. I mean, if you're doing, those he, oh, he's, together. he's carrying me, he is yeah. carrying me. <laughs> uh, the other game I've been playing, I've talked about, and I'm not going to mention very much, but we're, the, we're spending a lot of time in Lego star Wars, uh, the Skywalker saga. Um, my wife and I are actually playing this game and uh, we uh, are, we finished all of the movies and now we've gone back to the, like the actual, like, galaxy part of it which is free play which you can do like it's different than other star wars games lego star wars games that have come up before in that you can go back and you can free play the levels or there's a map of the entire galaxy that's all the planets that you've been to and you can go back to those freely like you can go between planets and each of those planets has an open world type area uh, or two where there's all these different challenges. Uh, so there's races and you have to go fight things or uh, you have to, the main thing is, is finding Kyber bricks, um, which are the way that you unlock all the abilities in the game or like power them up. And there's 1136 of these Kyber bricks, which is like six per level. Then the the extra ones that you can find, you know, just interacting with the world. Uh, and I, we're loving it. It's it's so much fun to just, and it's so easy to like pop into it and do a few missions like, hey, which planet you want to go to? Oh, we're going to go to, you know, Coruscant and we're going to see if we can find, you know, we've got an hour. Let's see how many Kyber bricks we can find or how many yeah, missions we can do. Yeah, that bounty? Yeah, so we're going to, we're, we're actually... Like we were talking about today, I was like, are we going to do 100%? Like, are we going to try? And, like, she doesn't play any other games other than Lego games. Like, that's her jam. Uh, and she's like, yeah, yeah, we're, I'm gonna, I want us to try for 100. So I was like, look, bonus, you're playing video game with me. Awesome. We'll do it. Uh, and it's Star Wars. So we're having a ton of fun. And then another game I wanted to mention just very briefly is actually a board game that has become a game. And I think this is out on all systems now. Uh, I've been playing it on Switch. It's called Wingspan, uh, and it is a game about bird watching. Oh, I've played the board game on this one. This does not sound fun at all, but it actually is really... It is. It's fun in, like, you're competing with each other, but you're not, like, fighting each other. You're you're competing for points, and you're completing complete challenges. But the basic way it works is if you're playing it on tabletop, you have a, a, a board... It has three sections, and it's the woods and the plains and, like, the wetlands. Uh, and there's, only, like, there's certain birds that can be played in certain ones, uh, and you get points for that, or they trigger special effects, but there's each section causes you to do stuff. So, like, if you go and you activate the, the forest, you gain food. If you activate the plains, you, you uh, create eggs. If you activate the wetlands, you draw cards. But as you play birds, you enhance the effects of those areas so they get more powerful and you get more bonuses. And so what the object is, is you want to play as many birds as you can in each section so that when you trigger the effect, it goes from right to left. And since you've played all these birds, they have all these actions and they chain link with each other. So it's like today it was like I was producing three eggs and then I had a bird that allowed me to produce two more eggs and then a bird somebody, that produced eggs when another, please. you know, it's I already laid three eggs. Somebody yeah, I did. That. I did. I laid three. So 
and the challenges are they change every game. So like in the first round, it's how many whoever has the most birds in the forest played. In the second round, it was whoever had the most eggs in round nests or or woodland nests or whatever. So it's really peaceful and the artwork is fantastic. The reason I've been playing it is because we got a code for the European update that also included the seasonal decorative pack. So basically what it is, is the seasonal decorative pack is just like at Christmas. It looks like Christmas at, you know, different holidays. It updates itself. Uh, But the European update actually adds a whole new like slew of birds. So like all of these birds have different abilities Uh, And so it's adding things, it's changing some rules, it's helping things, uh, you know, kind of, you know, like work off each other. It's uh, the the way we would describe it in in the board gaming realm is uh, engine building. All right. So like you're Mm -hmm. building this engine so that when you trigger something, it goes on and on and on and on and you get all the bonuses and nobody else does. And so it's really intriguing. I love the board game app, like the actual physical copy of it. Like uh, we we have it. I got it for my birthday a few years ago, and it's it's one of my favorite board games. And so to be able to jump on and like play a game on Switch, and now you can play it online uh, against other people as well. It's really cool. Uh, I will say that the European expansion uh, didn't really. I I didn't feel like it added much to it. Like the icon on the Switch doesn't even change when you update it. So it's like, there's no way to know. And then going in and like, there's no way to separate those birds out. So like, if you wanted to just play with the original uh, rules, I haven't found a way to do that yet. So like, yeah, it's like typically in a board game, if I buy an expansion, like I'll try the, I'll try it. And then sometimes I'll play it the regular way, or sometimes I'll play with the expansion. Right. Like it comes in its own little box and you can just, just, yeah, it's just all blended in together and I, I'm guessing it, you know, it did well enough for them to to release the expansion digitally. Uh, the original one, there's actually a new expansion coming out for the board game in a couple of weeks. Uh, and I expect to see that one probably make its way over as well. But if you're looking for a real chill experience, I recommend that. And I recommend Sagrada as well, which is a game about building uh, stained glass windows with different colored dice. Uh, and it's it's really good. Uh, and it has a great single player mode as well. And this one, uh, Wingspan 2, let me fail to mention, it has a it has a mode called Automata, which uh it play like it's a it plays you can play computer or you can like play against yourself, like with different challenges, different things like that. So it's out there. Definitely think you should go check it out if you like board games, especially European style, like you're not fighting, it's not risk or anything where you're trying to wipe your opponent out. You're just looking at birds. Just hanging out with birds. That's that's good stuff. So that's what we've been playing. Let's turn on the community spotlight, shall we? So one of the first things we want to do here with the community spotlight is to shine that spotlight on Megadads, who uh, I don't think it's it's a stretch to say. That in the realm of of podcasting, you guys have been one of our longest friends <laughs> in podcasting, and uh, we both give each other a lot of crap back and forth between the shows. But 
honestly, uh, we love your work and we love what you guys do over there. And you guys have recently gone through uh, some changes uh, and are, are looking strong and, and continuing forward. And Will and, and Adam, we just want people to know, like, if they are, are listening and they are hearing your voice for the first time, uh, obviously they know that you don't, you talk about way more than Nintendo. You're talking about all kinds of, of video gaming and pop culture and things over there. And you guys do some fantastic videos and podcasts. How do people find you and what is Mega Dads all about? Well, first of all, thank you very much uh, for those kind words. We also think that we're fantastic. Um, so we appreciate that. Uh, Mega Dads has been around for eight years now. And it, your, your listeners are probably unaware of this concept, but it, it's an approach on the world of video games from the angle of middle-aged parents. Um, and I don't think anybody else is doing that. That's a unique perspective. Nobody does that. Right. No, it's, we have carved out this special little corner of the internet. Uh, nobody's podcast. I mean, nobody's podcasting about video games anymore. Really? I mean, when you think about it, this is just something very unique. No, I'm a Nintendo, (laughs) you know, I like to think of our little slice of the podcast world as just complete shenanigans. Like we, we, we were a podcast about video games, but we're not really a podcast about video games. Uh, and we kind of approach everything through a, through a more comedic lens. Um, I mean, for example, we spoke probably about 10 minutes on our last episode about onions, right? Will? Yeah. Onions. Yeah. I yeah. heard that, and I'm like, it, 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 if you cut an onion right, it won't mm. stink and won't disrupt you. So yeah, but he doesn't he, like that. He needs the stink, right? He, but he likes that. Yeah. So I like to cut. I like to cut an onion wrong and just get the stink <laughs> all over me. And I was, I, I want the tears and the snot coming off my face. So that, like, I really feel that each onion is like a, it's, 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 it's a story that's just waiting to be told. That's why there's so many layers to it. Anyway, Megadads has been around for eight years. We have a series of podcasts, much like you guys do. Um, the, the main flagship title, of course, is Megadads Live, which is a monthly series. We recently just rebooted that series. Um, Will is now one of the co-host with me as well as Antonio, which we don't let him out very often. So that's why he was not allowed to join us today. Uh, we also, like you said, we have the, we have the YouTube channel. Uh, we recently relaunched the website, which has been a long drawn out and painful, truly painful experience. Um, and that's megadads.org. So anybody can, who's interested in anything that we do at Megadads, just go to megadads.org. You're going to see all the podcasts, all the videos. We have a webcomic series. Um, everything is basically hubbed right there at that one place. I, I will I will say this for folks that do maybe who don't. And I've seen some people in chat are like, who are these folks? Um, if you don't know Mega Dads, um, as Marty said before, we give each other a lot of grief, right? Um, behind in front of the camera and um but behind the scenes uh admire uh each other very well and i would say this that if you are looking for what i believe is is some of the highest quality produced content out there from an independent podcast such as this mega dads is that bar they do an incredibly fantastic job 
not only the content that they produce every single month, the quality of it, uh, but the amount of qual- amount of content that's put out, the different voices and perspectives that are that are there, the different kind of man. Man, I don't like Nintendo, but there's something different. I've got they got a whole you know Xbox stream. They've got you know the the website. They've got the um car- the uh, the art that Adam does. Um, there's so much I think for someone to connect with, um, and I think they do that well. Also, the other thing that I admire them, they do so well. Um, and folks, if you were ever thinking of extra life, ever wanting to do something like extra life, mega dads is that bar. They set that so well um, that we kind of aspire to be in that category of, of, of work that is done. And so um, I would just encourage you to go and sub to support them on Patreon to, you know, sub subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, support them. They are amazing friends of ours, amazing content creators that we've had the we've had the pleasure of being through this journey with them for over, you know, just about eight years together as yeah, well. Really since the beginning, really. Yeah. And, and so just, I mean, you're going to, you're going to listen to their show and then be like, why am I listening to Nintendo dads? Cause this quality <laughs> is nowhere where it should be. Um, but that work that comes with a lot of work and passion. And I know Adam, that is something that you have always been super passionate about. And if, for those of you that maybe don't know, and you're like, why does Adam Leonard's name sound familiar for those who don't know, Adam has been doing our art cards for us for almost five years. Whenever we ask for doing some art cards or some customized art. Um, and he's kind of one of our, one of our key contacts. And so just some fantastic work. I know Adam, your work has been highlighted in the, in the, in the industry as well, through some artwork that's been designed and supported. So I don't know if you want to promote it or highlight any of that also. I mean, I, trophy. I mean, I've done, I've done. Yeah. Well, yeah, I actually designed some of the stuff that was done at um, GDC this last, what was it last month or the month before that? I, my, my day job is designing um, crystal awards. Not really a mega dads related thing, but it's it's a cool little way to be involved in the industry and kind of a side aspect. I've done some design work for G four, um, Victor I, Lucas. Yeah, Victor Lucas. I've worked with him on his um, Rocket Raygun Award stuff that came out last this last holiday season. I try to, you know, I, I like doing stuff that's forward facing, like mega dads. It's nice to be in front of the camera, but it's also nice to support people. Um, I've had the pleasure of working with you guys for a long time. We've known each other for a long time. Uh, we knew each other so well that you kicked me off the show for two years and wouldn't let me back. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's good. No, but it's it's just it's nice. It's nice to have working relationships that feel like family, right? That feel like friends. Yeah. And uh, we've known each other a long time. Uh, we've gone through a lot of highs and a lot of lows um, together. And uh, it's just you know it's it's great to be able to come back home to your friends after such a long journey and still have that connection. So it's always a pleasure to be here with you guys. Yeah. And for those of you that may have missed it last year, we did uh, dad fest, right. Yes. And there was a fantastic, uh, what was it? What's the game? What was it? Knockout? Knockout, Knockout city. Knockout, Knockout city. city uh, dodgeball tournament. We were raising funds for charity. Went literally down to the final game seven. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel. I think it's probably on yours as well. Some of the most intense, Knockout City we've ever played, Palm Sweaty, but a fantastic time uh, and raised money for a great charity as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, there was a time when, uh, like, it was, I think it was Splatoon 2 with Mega Dads versus 
Uh, oh yeah, well, we got banned from Mixer. We, we yeah. were streaming on Twitch. They were streaming on Mixer and Mixer fandom. Mixer that is line. that is a funny story. Yeah, that was extra life. We did a we did a competition with you guys on Splatoon, and we did it in our swimsuits, um, which they didn't like at Mixer. No. And no. so they couldn't handle it. I remember getting yeah. messaged from Justin. He's like, "You guys know your stream is dead, right?" And I'm like, "What?" We tried. Oh no, no, we got canned. We got tossed wow. from Mixer. And then uh, a few months later, you guys shut down Mixer behind. Yeah, the then Mixer just died. Yeah, well, they couldn't handle our jubblies, our man jubblies. <laughs> yeah. So for people that just don't know why, it's because of the fact that on screen they were topless because they were in their swimsuits. Well, yeah. Right. And, and so I mean, everything was, you know, it was. I mean, it wasn't sexual. It was just kind of a bit of fun. Right. There, and there uh, was an now, excessive Adam, amount of let, sunscreen. Let's be honest. Bodies, if you guys. But, if you guys had been uh, naked from the waist up in a hot tub on Twitch, you would have been fine. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, it would have been fine. You would have been you would have been top ten uh, tier content there. I think the problem uh, was we didn't have that manscape uh, asset. Not that, that manscape ad. You, you know what? You want manscape? You know what? That's I've right. got some extra stuff. Maybe I'll send down to you, Adam. You know, you're, there welcome. you're welcome. Yeah, there you go. Well, hey, guys, don't head over. Other thing oh, I do want ahead, to say just... about Mega Dads, Adam. Am I correct that recently you've been getting into producing films? <laughs> well, you I, know, I, I heard I heard there's a summer blockbuster here's the that's thing. coming back. Here's the thing. Um, Jesse, are you able to pull up <laughs> are you able to pull up an image that maybe was sent out from uh from Megadad's account? I, we retweeted it as well. You'll you'll see it when you see it. About, I don't about, know if I can find it. That's pretty deep buried pretty deep. About three years ago, Jesse and I decided that you know we had bigger aspirations than just podcasting and video game content. And so we decided to create our own limited series where we traveled the country. This was this was, you know, pre-COVID times and sampled the nation's finest artisanal sandwiches. And this was Jesse and Adam eat artisanal sandwiches. And this was this won awards up and down like we were invited to the to the Emmys. You know, this was a huge thing. Red carpet affairs. Uh, There was one nasty situation where Jesse was just completely blasted on cocaine, but we don't like to talk about that. That was, that's all in the past since then. And since he came out of rehab, um, we've, we've launched our movie career. We have a, we have a movie studio and um, this summer is going to be the sequel to our, our smash action series, dad heat. Um, Original dad heat took place in Miami. Uh, It was about Jesse and I taking on the uh, Nicaraguan uh, drug cartel to uh, to rescue our artisanal sandwiches, uh, and this one is called Dad Heat Two. Um, Dad on Arrival is the subtitle, and this one's more kind of like a diehard uh, diehard experience where we're we're in Detroit and we're stuck in a warehouse um, as we're being surrounded by crooked cops and the underground, and it all revolves around artisanal sandwiches because that's really the point. That's where our passion is. Um, but Dad Heat Two. Dad on arrival will be available um, for one night only in um, my living room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so if people people want to get in on that, just uh, just DM me and I'll see if I can get you in. It is uh, it is absolutely absolutely tremendous stuff. Uh, uh, please, Jesse, are you able to pull up that image? It's on Adams. It's on Adams' Twitter account. 
Um, it is absolutely tremendous. And uh, we're going to save that image and we're going to put it on our, on our page as well. There you go. There you go. Well, while he's doing that uh, again, you want to guys want to head over to megadads.org. Go check out, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Be sure you're getting their content. Uh, You will not regret it. Uh, And we want to thank you guys for being on the show. And we'll thank you again uh, later. Uh, as we head further into this community spotlight, we do want to remind you of the requests that we have uh, for you guys right now uh, to share video content with us. We're asking you to submit a quick video, no more than two minutes long, sharing what brought you to the Nintendo Dads and why you stayed. Uh, if you submit a video, you get a chance to win an eShop card from your region. Uh, the amount of the eShop card will depend on the number of entries. Uh, and so the more entries we have, the more eShop cards we would like to give away. So, again, uh, more entries means less amount on that eShop card, but more people get it. Tanner, you must be a follower, subscriber, and or listener of the Nintendo Dads. And this is due very soon, guys, by Friday, May 20th. Uh, you can get those into us. You can send a link over to nintendodads at gmail.com, uh, or you can send us a DM on any of our social media spaces. Uh, we would love to get that from you guys. I, I have the movie poster up now. I didn't even see that there was a sequel. I was I was still thinking you were talking about the original one. No. See, he's, see he is high out of his mind again. Yeah, I again, think, again. I, I think we've got to readdress the situation. He doesn't even remember filming the sequel. Right? Come on. <laughs> Jesse, uh, you, you, have a, you have a problem. This is an intervention now. <laughs> I, I just might. I love that Antonio has replied with just, okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, okay. Uh, let's talk about some of our Nintendo dad's family, a podcast, some real quick updates here. Uh, game pass news is on episode 51. Uh, keep your ads out of my game. They talk uh, Xbox, uh, physical numbers, y- Ubisoft shopping around. Uh, does Netflix news matter to Xbox game pass and this week's in game pass. Uh, you can also check out dad's after dark episode 98 Splatoon's pain is Xenoblade's gain. Uh, They talk about Xenoblade moving up the calendar uh, again with the Netflix (laughs) problems and Game Pass and Drew's Nature Preserve returns. Retrologic episode four on topic, Retro Rewind, Toejam and Earl is available right now as well. Uh, John is joined by special guests Will, Adam and Tim on the show to talk about Toejam and Earl, one of the most, uh, I think, one of the most underrated Sega Genesis games of all time. It's it's a gem. Uh, it was April's re- Retro Rewind game. And don't forget to play Earthworm Gem 2, which is May's Retro Rewind game that they'll talk about at the end of the month. Also, the Well-Read Mage from the NES Pro Magazine, a new magazine that is a Kickstarter page, will be guesting on Retrologic's next episode. So go over. Uh, he's got a website, the-pixels.com. Uh, There's an article over there that the well-read mage has written called uh, or defining what the term retro means and how it applies to the gaming community today. So you can check them out on next week's episode. Let's dive into some questions. We've got about three this week, as well as a voicemail. The first question comes from Ebusel. This is for you, Adam. Did you get to go to GDC? No, I definitely did not get to go to GDC. <laughs> um, 
boy, wouldn't that be nice? No, that was definitely a, a thing that, you know, I knew it was kind of cool. Cause like, obviously I knew who the winners were, I knew what was happening and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I I'm definitely not at that level where I would get to go to GDC, but it was super awesome the morning after the award show on Twitter to see all of these developers who made all of these games that I appreciate so much holding up, you know, the awards that I, that I helped make for them. That was pretty amazing. So even though I wasn't there physically, uh, it was, I, I felt connected to it and it was just a really humbling experience. So Adam, was that, was that separate of your day job or was it, or, or was that like, a, like a, just happened to fall into your company's um, that's, scope yeah, or was that just you hustling? No, that's actually my day job. So it just happened to come across my desk. Um, and that's, oh, okay. that's, that's part of my work is, you know, we've done work for the Grammys. Uh, we do all sorts of different things and game developers conference that, that came across my desk as, you know, one of my new jobs to design. So it, it had nothing to do with my capacity as somebody in the gaming space, but it was, you know, it was still a pretty amazing experience. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. How uh, you got to see work and passion collide. I it was, was it was so really cool. cool and, and, for you. You know, it's just one of these random things where here are these people making the things that have brought me so much joy for, you know, my entire life. Um, seeing the, the artists and designers for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, which is one of my favorite games uh, that I got to enjoy with my son. And I was able to channel something and give it back to them. Um, even though they don't know it's coming from me, it was, it was you know, it was just one of those surreal moments. It was cool. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, next question comes from Discord from Mecha Dragon 101 He says, if your child asked you for another video game system when they already had one, what would you say? Let's say the kid is 10. I'm going to say yes. We have all the systems. So what is he going to ask for now? I mean, he has nothing to ask for. <laughs> yeah, I think yes. we are probably not the right people to ask that. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, I think a normal family wouldn't have every system. And... uh yeah, I mean, I but, you know, well, I don't I don't have every system. I think my kids were like, "Hey, Dad, I want an Xbox or whatever." I mean, my na- my natural gut reaction would be, "Yes, that's fine," um, but I think that that I would always kind of be like, "Well, what is it you're wanting to play?" Like, I, I kind of just ask some questions. What are you wanting to play specifically? Why are you, you know? Is that where your friends are? I just I just I a little bit of seeking to understand as to kind of what the value is, right? Because if they're like, "Oh, I want an Xbox so I can play," you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five wait a second, you're 10. Let's have a conversation about this. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I, I do a little bit of that. Um, and also like, what are you, what are you not getting from your current console? Is it a specific game? What is it exactly? So that's just a little bit of my parenting though. It also says they want an Amico, make it happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Everybody wants yeah, an Amico. Yeah. Actually, I do remember having this discussion with my kid around 10. He asked, he wanted the Xbox 360. And at the time I said, no, because the the only games, you know, I asked, I don't remember what games he wanted to play, but my perception of the 360 was it was a console for sports games and it was a console for bank pew pew shooter games. And, and, and I wasn't ready for him to start playing shooter games yet, and he would have no interest in sports. So I said, uh, I, I'll pass on this one. And then, well, you know, if, 
if it's the shooter games that you want, we'll work. We'll talk about that when you're older. And then he eventually did start getting into them, the Call of Duties, like when he was 12 or 13 on the on the on the Wii U, and he still plays Call of Duty today. But uh, yeah, I think that was that was the one example of where I had a similar conversation with my kid. Awesome. Anybody else got any insight on that question before we move on? For perspective, I already had the Nintendo and the PlayStation console of that generation. So the Xbox was the only one we didn't have. Gotcha. Okay. I, uh, I, I, I'll just say really quick. First of all, I think Justin's right. We're kind of the weird people to ask this question because we're, you know, who we are. But I, I am lucky uh, enough to have a son who kind of really is guided by his interest based on what I play, which, you know, it, I'm lucky enough that he shows a lot of interest in what I do. Right. So the, the games that he enjoys playing are a lot of the games that I've kind of opened him up to, you know, the, the, the gateway that he's experienced. So we, we've played games like final fantasy seven together. Uh, the other day I came out of my office and he was playing grand Turismo and I'm like, you're seven. What are you doing? And he genuinely enjoys it because he identifies that with fun experiences with dad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm I'm lucky enough right now where we have everything we need because the experience of play that we have together is is that it, you know it's identified with what we do together. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my uh, RPS five, and I say our, is actually joint uh, a joint uh, ownership between me and my son. It was our Christmas present. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. That's the way it should be. And so, yeah, I mean, like, you know, when when he uh, moves out of the house, we're gonna we're gonna play rock paper scissors for it. We've already decided. It's like, it, it, it's interesting. You're looking at Mecca's kind of follow up question as well. It looks like there's some implications of like, hey, you know, we were a family that couldn't afford more consoles, right? When they, sure. so it sounds like he's connecting with this. So I think the question that I would kind of ask in regards to that, cause I is that idea of like, so are you willing to sell what you have to get the new thing? Right. So if you are a family that is on a, on a budget, right. Or a constraint. And, and that's the, the realism of the world that we live in nowadays, we can't have everything. I think it's important to have limits, right. To be able to say, Hey, if you want this thing, you probably need to give up something else. Right. So, so great example. I was, you know, Mecca, I was in, I was in a family as well, where my mom was a single mom, right? It was just her and I, there wasn't a lot of extra disposable income. Also, just let me say this, God bless her. She did an amazing job, right? Like no, all single parents out there, God bless you. Right. Um, But I remember like I wanted a super Nintendo, right? And there was no way we could afford a super Nintendo. I have a Nintendo, right? Like my mom, like, I don't like, why do you need another one? The word, the word super is in front of it. How is this better? And so the comment was essentially, if you want that thing, then you need to either save up to buy it, or you're going to need to sell the other thing. Right. So that would be the, that'd be the upsell, right? So you'd go down to the the pawn shop or whatever it was, right? Or you'd find a friend who whose parents were looking to buy a Nintendo. And you'd sell your Nintendo and your consoles, and and you use that money for your next system, right? So I think that, that could be part of, part of the commentary around it as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, talking about the budget thing, yeah, there. So that's just a just something to think about um, as well. Of sometimes that's that's costs around around it. So or yeah, you didn't, yeah, yeah. Don't don't or, ever don't ever make someone feel don't ever make someone feel bad if you didn't have 
multiple consoles as a kid, right? Like yeah. every, every situation when parents are growing up is different and um, you know, just, yeah, no, yeah. Or, so or Marty, your kid could do what my kid did and just buy his, his own PS5. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, you know, there are some things that we we've made him work for. And, and I think that's, that is a great thing. Mm-hmm. to have your kids do because it teaches the value of the thing you know that Look, they're that my son's 21 with a with a decent job <laughs> and actually is getting promoted to a supervisor position at his work nice job matthew well so, done job. my son is seven and he mixes a great margarita so <laughs> yeah so, so i think know, adam I is winning even though he was going to get a ps5 all of a sudden he just comes home one day with this box saying i gotta do toy i'm like okay we uh you know, I don't know what your kids did, but my kid uh, got his his electronics taken away for lying to us uh, yesterday today. So uh, while we were gone earlier, he organized the fridge. Yeah, there you go. I'm not joking. Who <laughs> came in? It's like, who did this? He's like, I did. I was like, well, we need to ground you more often. All right. Yeah, I was saying, <laughs> really, there's this idea of like, look at how productive they are when they're not in front yeah. of the screen. Right. Right. Absolutely. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, Bruce Patterson asks, who has finished Majora's Mask? Let's r- round the horn here. Yay. Who's finished Majora's Mask? I have. 3DS version. All right, Jesse and Will, then this one's for you. Who's replayed it on NSO? If so, is the Pro Controller good with it or better with the N64 wireless controller? Thanks, Poutine Dads. So I haven't played <laughs> the NSO version, but I will base my answer of how I remember trying to play the 3D All-Stars last year on the Pro Controller. And I had a horrible time because I wanted that second stick to do what a second stick does, which these games don't because an N64 doesn't have a second stick. So if you can get your mind past that, I'm sure it'd be fine. If you can't, play it on the N64 controller. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the N64 controller is going to give you way less of a mountain to climb since the symbols on the screen will correspond to symbols on the thing in your hands. I, um, I do remember when I played Paper Mario, I liked playing it on the original N64 controller as opposed to trying to play it on the Pro Controller. I just wish the game didn't corrupt on me. Well, <laughs> yeah, that would be ideal if it would not do that. Um <laughs> I guess, I mean, honestly, if you're thinking about doing it on the N64 controller for the Switch, you already have NSO, and you probably you can just give it a shot and give it a try. I think you, if you spend like maybe like an hour or so with it, and you just absolutely cannot get your head around it, then yeah, maybe it's time to go ahead and do the N64 controller thing. Um, it there's an adjustment period and. I think if you can keep it in your head that that like uh, like Jesse said that that right stick is not going to do what you think it does or what it should do, all it's going to do is push four buttons, three of which are important. Yeah, the right stick mimics yeah. the C button. The C buttons. Yeah, if you can get it through your head that the right stick is buttons and not a stick, um, yeah, I think you'll have a fine time with it. But there is an adjustment, and if you just cannot reconcile that in your head, then go ahead and do the sixty-four. Also, yeah. good luck. Good luck in the N64 controller if you don't have it already. I'm going to be honest. What is I up no with idea. that? Yeah, like I they actually, appeared one time and then zilch. I actually had Antonio from your for Mega Dads actually sold me sold me one. Did he? And, and shipped it to Canada for me. Yeah, good for him. It was very kind of him. 
It's a good guy. We'll, we'll let him out a couple more times for that. Yeah, there you go. He's got my he's got my thumbs up of approval. But we're not giving him the key to the puppet box. No, him and puppets are that's bad. That's yeah. Bad. I am weirdly intrigued by the puppet box, but I don't want to. I don't. I don't, don't want a deep dive in the puppet, the puppet box. box. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so, in place of that, we've got a voicemail. So, Jesse, why don't you play that for us? Hey guys, it's me, Christian. I was just calling to get some clarification. So last week, Tim was asking uh, the community to submit a video in regards to how. We all came about the Nintendo's Dad channel and why we're staying, and I think he said two-minute-long video. I guess what I wanted to know is, is it just going to be the dad that's going to listen, or that, not, I'm sorry, is it going to be the dad that's going to make the video, or can the whole family participate in the video? Because I know my whole family listens to Nintendo Dads, especially me and the kids when we go to school in the morning. We put on Nintendo Dads and we listen to it bit by bit throughout the week. So just uh, if I can get clarification on that. And also uh, the two-minute um, time limit, does it have to be exactly two minutes or can it be shorter than that? Um, just wanted to get some clarification. I really love the idea. That sounds like it's going to be fun. Also, one more thing, uh, in the creativity levels, does it have to be just basically a sit-down video of saying what, why we like Nintendo Dads or can it be super creative and I can make a really cool video and then submit it to you, and then um, that basically that's what I w- wanted to know if it's going to be a basic video or something super cool. Anyways, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. You provide so much entertainment uh, for me and my family. And I hope you guys are having a great day. Stay safe. And whoever's listening out there who is not subscribed, please subscribe to the Nintendo's Dad YouTube channel and also on your podcast of choice. All right, guys, have a great day. So two things. First, Christian, we're so sorry for this episode. So sorry, <laughs> Christian. My God. Sec. Yeah. Ooh. So sorry. Yeah. That's second that's thing. going to be an email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, gentlemen. <laughs> thanks. Second thing. Absolutely. As creative as you want, you can absolutely include your family and your kids. Uh, and it can be uh, less than two minutes. Doesn't need to be exactly two minutes. Uh, just no longer than two minutes if possible. So those are the things. Thank you, Christian, for sending in that voicemail. And we always love hearing from Christian as well. Uh, also, can we just fan. say he's hired? Yeah. That he's guy's hired. hired as our promo guy. Yep. You're hired. Uh, great job. Well, guys, that's all of our uh, community spotlight questions and voicemails this week. And that means that we're going to wrap it up and put a bow on episode 374 here. Adam, Will, we want to thank you guys so much for being on the show again. Uh, Will, thanks for being here for the first time. Nope. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I look for, forward to being out of let out of prison and back on the show. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah when. You know, Will normally does the live streams Thursday nights while we're yes, recording. I do too. Which, which you know, made scheduling this interesting. You know, Mike, you're gonna have to not <laughs> record that night, stream that night. And so he 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 did a multi month playthrough of Persona Five, mm-hmm. you know, all on stream. And I at the end of our show, I would occasionally you know raid raid his channel at, as we wrap up. So yeah. So you guys be able, uh, be sure to go over and check out megadads.org uh, and check them out on YouTube and all the other places they are. Uh, and, and Adam want, will try not to ban you for his yeah, next. Yeah, you know, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna come back. You're gonna come I, back. Uh, 
I'm so I'm so sorry, Christian. That Pokemon <laughs> Minute thing was unnecessary. Uh, uh, the, I the, mean, the talk about tequila and my kid—that was not only, true. Not true, only, by the way. That was only mostly true. Just a little bit of a bit. <laughs> right, right. Only mostly true. Uh, well, as we close out, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio. Solo something, Alexander Ocampo and RJ Kern uh, for jumping in at the $30 level and being patron producers. And we want to say a huge thanks to every one of you that uh, goes over and even just from a dollar to $5 to $10 a month supports us at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. You can head over there right now and get access to our Discord and a whole lot more. Also, thanks to our YouTube subscribers. Over 6,100 of you subscribe to us on YouTube now and Twitch. 1300 followers and growing and 34 of you also subscribe to us via Twitch Prime and you get access to Discord as well. As Justin said earlier, remember to go over to manscaped.com and get your 20% off and free shipping with the code NINDADS. That's N-I-N-D-A-D-S. You can head over to nintendodads.org to check out all of our uh, videos and tweets and podcast episodes and social media and all that stuff. Be sure to email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And reminder, wherever you download us and listen to us on your podcast app of choice or service, be sure to go leave us a five-star review and some written words to tell people how awesome we are so that other people can find the show. Remember, three-star reviews. That's for the mega dads, not for us. That's right. So for me, for Justin, for Jesse, for Will and Adam, thanks for hanging with us for episode 374 of Nintendo Dads. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. We sound like the... Damn Nintendo dads all of a sudden.